0: And we're live, Ivar. Welcome back, man. Uh, thank you very much for having me, sir. Uh, the last day, Ivor we didn't really get to finish. We didn't get fucking halfway through. I don't think <laughs> yeah, the original yeah. story. Yeah. How many days were you in Peru for the the ceremony? Say,
1: how far had we got?
0: No, in, in general, like from start to finish... Was oh, from it start
1: to finish, it was 11 days out in the jungle with Percy.
0: Okay, folks, so we only got to... Was it day three?
1: Well, I think we got to ceremony three, and as we'd said in the first podcast, it was one day of drinking, one day not drinking, so that would have been, I suppose, day six, really. Day six of the 11? Of the 11, yeah. Day six of the 10 or 11. I think it's 10 or 11 days.
0: Okay. Now, I've thankfully picked up a a few extra listeners say since the last time that we spoke so anybody that's listening to this to Ivor say for the first time I can't recommend highly enough you stop listening to this (laughs) go back to episode 3 I think it was and hear Ivor's story in detail from the start but to jog the memories of the people who did listen and to give people who are too lazy to go back and (laughs) listen to the first one a heads up you encouraged a couple of your mates. Was it two or three of the guys? Yeah, uh, there
1: was there was three of my mates that came with me, yeah. So you yeah.
0: dragged three lads somehow, <laughs> God knows how you managed it, but you dragged three lads to Peru, to the Amazon jungle, yeah. Uh to partake in an ayahuasca ceremony.
1: Yeah. Well five ayahuasca ceremonies.
0: Okay, that's actually I've never I've never heard of a phrase like that. So I would I would have put that down as a 5-day a 5-day ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. But you where you kind of phrase it there was that it was five separate ayahuasca ceremonies. Is that strictly
1: true or Well, to be honest, you, you know, the whole the whole thing, the whole 11 days is one big ceremony and within that one big ceremony there's five separate occasions where you drink ayahuasca, and each one is a ceremony in itself. But you know, when I say that, you know, it's a it's an eleven day long ceremony. It's you know, it's not just about drinking the ayahuasca. It's it's the flower baths. It's it's the integration of all of you know of all of your experiences and stuff like that out there. So it's. It it is a ceremony that's taken place over eleven days. It's a complete, you know, a cleansing of your body with the foods you're eating, and you know, as I said, like when Percy does the baths and he uses the different um, Apacheo smoke to clean your energies and all of that stuff. That's that's all happening within. A, it's a big ceremony, is how I would describe it, and it's an eleven day one. But there's five different nights where you drink ayahuasca within them um, 11 days you know there's you know there's even a time where Percy has this kind of hut built and um you go in there and he's made like these steam baths so you've got you've got like this m- massive bucket of water and it's got kind of like um it's got all these different uh, flowers and healing herbs and all of that in and i guess i guess it's kind of like a, a steam room as it were like you know so you go in and and the, the um the brew the I suppose it's a bucket with all these kind of things, and it is put in there, which, and you're you're kind of inhaling the the vapor from all of this, like you know. And as I say, each each little thing is kind of part of an overall ceremony, I believe. Anyway, like you know.
0: Yeah, and again, for the people who had listened to our first episode towards the end of it, we had said that the next time that we sat down Mm. would be post our participation in uh, not an ayahuasca ceremony, Mm. but uh, a psilocybin mushroom ceremony. Yeah, and one thing that I found. That was just a, an evening, say, mm. as opposed to like an 11-day yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But what I found was the second the date was set, mm. you know, two months previous, yeah, I found my ceremony kind of started yeah. from, from that date.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'd, I'd mentioned that to you and you, you mm. kind of couldn't have agreed more. Yeah. But can you expand on that for for people just to, can you elaborate on, on what that is and how that kind of works? It kind of, it almost tricks you into just thinking about it obsessively and, I don't know. How would you describe it? Even
1: you know, I I think it's once 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 you begin to put that kind of plan into a, into process and stuff like that, like they, you know, I speak of these plans having a spirit and that, like you know, and 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 I believe that this, you know, the the spirit of the plan can call you out to the Amazon jungle, you know. So in its own way, it's already working on you. It's you know, it's working on something I guess you become a little bit more introspective about your life, don't you? Like you know, as soon as you put that plan into place, you begin. It's it's as if maybe a blockages start to open up a little, and you begin to you begin to look at patterns that are happening in your lives, and you know different things like that. And you know I believe that that's kind of in the lead up nearly to the ceremony for for the couple of weeks or whatever beforehand when you've you've set the date, and I think you begin to talk, I think you begin to think about your intention, don't you? You begin to think of right, well, why am I doing this, and what you know what am I looking for out of it, like you know. And I think I think as in the weeks building up to that I think you begin to get them answers that seem to come they seem to become a lot clearer to you as you're as you're going along, like, you know, and it's it's all to me, it's a build up to the ceremony and to the to being out there and working with the plant medicines and stuff like that, you know, and it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's as, you know, I've heard you speak about the placebo effect and stuff, like maybe what you're doing by setting your intentions and setting a date is maybe, maybe you're unlocking little parts of your brain, you know, and giving your, giving yourself a chance to be able to look at them things with a bit more clearer vision, I guess, like, you know, maybe that maybe that's what it is you know i i couldn't give you a definitive answer or the exact answer but you know that's what i would believe it is like you know
0: no 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 it's great and what you said mm. there about the different perspective and and even the placebo effect mm. makes perfect sense to me because even since i've set up the the facebook page and yeah. i've uploaded a couple of videos i've since almost started viewing the world slightly differently mm. so i i look at something and i go oh i could do this for the yeah. for a video for the podcast and yeah. it just kind of it yeah. changes your your perception. And yeah, yeah. This this is a recurring theme. It's it's happened on nearly every second podcast. We get back to this idea that you know you you create your own you create your own reality mm. essentially. Yeah. But in relation to to setting the date, the thing that I found was once the date was set, it was like okay, right, fuck, we're we're going over to yeah. Holland, and we're, we're we're going to we're do this. And, and I've had bad mushroom trips in Amsterdam before, mm. and I was kind of. I suppose for anyone who's taken mushrooms or any kind of psychedelic there is a there is I suppose a chance that they can I suppose go bad is the the wrong way to, to view them because you can learn from you know a quote unquote bad yeah. trip say, yeah. and you, you had your bad experiences yeah, and you for spoke sure. about them the, yeah. the last day. Yeah. But I and, and
1: probably learned as much from the bad experiences as I did from the good experiences as well. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: But what I what I think what focused me from having set the date was okay, we're, we're going over it on this date, so mm. this evening that we do it. I kind of started examining my own consciousness for want of mm. a better word, and thinking about what's not right in my life. Yeah, because that's typically what will. Haunt you during, let's say, a bad trip. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you yeah. know, I haven't really fucking dealt with this. Mm. Is that what's gonna yeah, come, come up, up and bite me in the ass? Yeah, so yeah. So by the time the days had rolled around, mm. I'd almost made my peace with a couple of different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the like you you mentioned the psychedelics as as medicines and has as how they maybe not cure you but certainly aid in your betterment say mm. psychologically or physically or, or yeah. otherwise or heal, healing you say mm. and I felt that I was almost healed in a certain couple of areas a fortnight before yeah. I ate the fucking yeah. things
1: that, <laughs> that, that's a very common story like so many people speak of that like you know that's you know within the psychedelic community that's that's often spoke about you certainly aren't you know the first person to say that like it's it's, it's generally talked about an awful lot like you know that is as, as soon as you put your intentions in there that it already starts the process from the minute you've made your intention to go out there. You know it starts the process nearly straight away. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I just mm. I thought that was fascinating that the the healing for and I know that mm. might sound as a yeah, yeah. tribe term to, mm. to many people. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a better one. Yeah, that's a, it. I'm a relatively articulate mm. person and healing is yeah. as good a word as I can think yeah, of. Yeah, that's it. Started months, mm. uh, months mm. beforehand. And, and really when the date was set, because we, we talked about it on the podcast, we were going to do it. Yeah. And nothing really changed. Yeah. But the day you said, does this date suit you? Yeah, and I wrote yeah. back, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, flights are booked. It was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah getting, it's on. <laughs> it's on, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so the last day we got to day three. So can you just, Quickly run through what happened. Let's say in the first three days of this of the ceremony. Say so. Sorry, you were, over the eleven day period that you were there, you're there for a couple of days before you do any ceremony. Am I right in saying that? Um,
1: we'd be we'd been um in Machu Picchu. Yes. So we climbed we climbed kind of Machu Picchu, um over four nights. We camped out on Machu Picchu and um that was an amazing experience. Absolutely, you know, wonderful, beautiful experience, and a, an amazing way to kind of. I suppose set us up for heading into the jungle so we'd spent the four days in on Machu Picchu and maybe a day or two either side in Cusco and then we'd headed up to Akitas and then out spent a night in Akitas and then headed for the jungle then um, on a big bus into the middle of the jungle <laughs> yeah so we, we got a um, kind of Percy Centre or whatever and
0: I sorry, Percy being the Percy the shaman. being
1: the well, you know, shaman would be the Western word for it, like, you know, like they would they would call themselves Quirinderos. Okay. That that would be the you know, I suppose their their natives speak for it, like, you know, the the shaman is the name that we've probably given them, like, you know, and you know, they say that, you know, any shaman, if if you if you meet somebody who tells you they're a shaman, run a mile, yeah, because they're probably full of shit, like, you know, so Percy would never call himself a shaman, or he probably wouldn't even call himself a Quirondero, to be honest with you, like, you know, he just, he would just say he works with the medicine, he's just somebody who works with the medicine, like, you know, so, like, we in the West, we kind of have to, you know, put a name on these things, and, and, that's the word we've given it, is shaman. You're like, you know, it wouldn't be native to Peru or that for them to be called shamans. Or And, you know, ayahuasca just isn't drank in Peru. It's drank it's drank in um, Peru. It's drank in Brazil, Bolivia. There's, you know, all within South America, there's different places to go and drink ayahuasca.
0: It is exclusive to South America, though, isn't it? Or is it?
1: Yeah, it's, it seems to be because I think I think the vine and the leaf are both native to South America. Okay. And, you know, as I, as I kind of said in the other podcasts, you know, when you go to Africa, like the Boiti tribes, like they would use ibogaine, so that would be their plant medicine. You know, the Mexicans would have used psilocybin mushrooms. They they call them uh, tianocdil is the name that they've given to the to their sacrament, and that's that means flesh of the gods, and that's magic mushrooms. Like so what we would, what you know, our druids and our pagans would have used in Ireland would have been the liberty caps, which are which are a psilocybin mushroom as well. And you know, there's there's some evidence that suggests that you know when, when St Patrick brought Catholicism over to Ireland, you often hear it said like that St Patrick uh, drove the snakes out of Ireland. Well, the snakes are a symbol going back thousands of years for for healing aren't they like you know it's if you if you go to a chemist you'll see you know you'll see the pole and you'll see the two snakes intertwined around yep. it and that's that's a sign for medicine, like you know but what St. Patrick really done was he drove the medicine men out of Ireland and, you know, that's that's what that is like. When they say pa- St. Patrick drove the snakes out, it's a metaphor for he drove the pagans and he drove, you know, the people who use these different plant medicines and stuff like that out of Ireland. And that was what to drive the snakes out was.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's fascinating. We, we've spoken with yeah. that kind of in-between in, in podcasts. Yeah.
1: Um, Sorry again. I, I I do want to say that these are things I've just heard. i I you know I I can't offer you a hundred percent proof that that's the case. Like, but I've heard it. have talked about it in many different circles that that's what that is. Like, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, look. It it makes a, it makes a mm. certain amount of sense, and I think Christianity is to blame. I think not just in Ireland but worldwide mm. for kicking the so called snakes out of yeah yeah all the countries. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What I mean. I, I wouldn't have thought that um, the the Incas or the Aztecs, it mm. wasn't Christianity they were all into before the conquistadors no, came over. No, <laughs> kind of absolutely way, they, they all not. They had their own traditions. Yeah,
1: about. yeah. And I've I've often been asked, like people have often said to me, well, you know, why why are we just hearing about these things now? You know, but like what you what you have to kind of look at is back in history, as you know when Catholicism when the Spanish and all that when they went to places like South America and all of that you know they went into these temples and stuff where, where these healers and these curanderos would have been or whatever and you know they, they literally burnt them at the stake they said that they were talking to the devil and that kind of would have drove them deep into the jungles and that's why, that's why we find these medicines in in the jungles because you know the, the Spanish at the time and all of that like they they couldn't go in there because you know they, they weren't used to the terrain of the Amazon jungle and things like that so what what they done was it you know they went over there, you know like the that religion when it went there it it burned people at the stake like it it raped and pillaged you know cities and all that all in all in the name of God, yeah. and it went to you know it went to these people, and they said, you know, uh we look, look here in this book, like let me show you God in here, and then people were kind of like, you know well, we we use our plants and we we speak to God like you know why what what you know what what do we need to learn from a book or whatever so they began to kind of kill out all them tribes. So the tribes then took their medicines, and you know, their all their different ways of healings, and all their understandings of the plants and of the way the way nature works. They that got driven into the jungles, like you know, and we're only now seeing that come back out, like you know.
0: Yeah, and I suppose in, in South America they had jungles to hide in, mm. and that's why you yeah. wonder how any druid survived in Ireland. Mm. And like, I know. I've looked into it in, in very minor detail and there, there are still druids in Ireland and mm. there's like a, a druid association. Yeah, and there's yeah. bits and pieces of kind of things here mm. and there but it yeah. doesn't seem to be the, the kind of rich traditions no, that have absolutely hidden not. let's say deep mm. in the jungle and maybe yeah. if we had enormous jungles we'd have more of our our own ancestry oh kind of sure. saved.
1: yeah we've certainly we've we've certainly lost our culture you know when it comes to the Druids and the paganism and because that that was that was rife within in Ireland like you know like that's they were kind of fertility cults that's what they were like you know and we've we've lost their knowledge and even when we talk about you know like you know the 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 Celtic understanding of nature and all that we're we're really just bits and pieces trying to put that together like there's no you know there's no big picture really like you know there's nothing that we can say is you know that this was their this was their full beliefs and all of that like we've we've little bits here and we've little bits there of that like you know but nothing we can say this is exactly what they practiced and this is how they went about it like you know
0: no absolutely especially here in Ireland like if you if you speak to anybody that would consider themselves an expert in in something like Newgrange Mm. the first thing that they'll tell you is Essentially, they're having a fucking... Not yeah. that they a fucking clue, but yeah. that, as you said, it's it's bits and pieces. Yeah. And this is kind of half-sorted, maybe what yeah. we kind of think I happened. Know. But yeah. because I suppose they didn't leave as much written word as maybe other cultures did, or yeah. if like they did, it was all burned mm. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame to have lost it. But I think there is a, a massive resurgence. Mm. And I think the, you know, there's a certain irony there because there's an irony in relation to how the um, how Christianity banished all these other you know religions the irony there is they were both speaking about essentially the same thing mm, in, yeah. in, in many respects yeah just different versions exactly of the same thing they're yeah. trying to explain the same phenomenon yeah, phenomena.
1: yeah. Yeah, and that I I you know, it, it will be my belief that that's that's what all religions are like, you know, all, all of the religions and all of the philosophies and all of that, all of that is it's it's all just our attempt to try and understand God. You know, it's all that's what it is like. It's it's the best explanation we can give to try and understand the world and our surroundings and what our ideas of God are like, you know, and that's that's what that is like, you know, that's what a lot of them are.
0: And for for fear of kind of losing people that haven't mm. maybe listened to the the first episode, mm. when you say God, you would see the word God say as synonymous with consciousness.
1: Consciousness, exactly. Yeah, like the word God is such a loaded word now, isn't it? Like you know, Very like much when so. when you when you say the word God, the people you know they roll their eyes at you, like you and, know? and that's why I felt compelled yeah. to kind of get yeah, that across. You know, of course, yeah. I
0: know if the me two years ago had tuned mm. into this, yeah. Talk of ayahuasca and talk yeah. about healing and different things. Okay, mm. yeah, I'll give that a go. Yeah. And then God gets mentioned, and it's yeah, just you know yeah. I've already well, skipped onto the next one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think people and and again, okay, I, I, it pains me to fucking mention his name so often. But Jordan Peterson has, mm. has kind of reinvigorated my interest in mm. in religion generally. and yeah. he would view uh, Christianity as having had the best version of all the different religions. Mm. Say, um, but I suppose he's opened my eyes to what the original meaning of the text was, and mm. not the heavily bastardized yeah. version that's kind yeah. of now that you know, yeah. gays are evil, and that you should you know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. no money yourself. You should give all your money to us. Kind yeah, of, thing, you of know? course, yeah. But um,
2: but
1: you you see that you know when when you look at Christianity and all of that kind of thing, like there's um there's there's an awful lot of evidence now that seems to be coming out. When you when you look at the, when you take the Bible and you take the Bible as what it is like it's 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 supposed to be kind of a, a biography of Jesus as Christ as life like you know, but within within that book like from the age of I think it's fourteen to thirty there's nothing about Jesus' life and they they call they call that the lost years now there there seems to be a, a growing body of evidence to suggest that um within them years that Jesus Christ had gone what he had done was he had gone to india and what he was doing was he was over there and he was studying with the holy men and the sages and you know all, you know and he became a yogi when he was there and he then at the age of 30 returned you know back back to where he was from and began to to preach his message and stuff like that you know but the message that Jesus Christ was preaching is a very different message than you're hearing in the bible like you know the the the, the big the big message that Jesus Christ preached about and it, one of his main teachings is is that the kingdom of heaven is found within you or the kingdom of heaven is within you and he you know if you if you're to look at this other kind of view on Jesus Christ's life they say that he he spoke about meditation. Meditation, if you want to find God, you find, you find God within yourself. You are the temple. There's no need no need for churches, no need for temples, no need for priests, no need for gurus. If you want to find God, you find God through meditation. You go within yourself and you, you quieten your mind, you quieten your mind to complete stillness. And Gandhi, Gandhi has a lovely saying on meditation. Gandhi says that, Um the patience needed to become a good practitioner of meditation is the same patience it would take a man to enter empty the ocean with a teacup. A lot of work. unbelievable amount (laughs) of work. Like it's not meditation is not something you do once a week like and you think you meditate. Like it's a it's a daily, daily practice, like and maybe twice a day should be your meditation practice, like, you know. But the 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 thing that you know Jesus Christ Krishna Buddha um, Muhammad all these people all spoke about was the key to finding God was through meditation going within yourself and quieting the mind. In the in the stillness of the mind is where you'll find God.
0: It doesn't fill the coffers of a large organization, and well.
1: that's that's exactly it. How can how can any how can any business who wants you to come and keep buying your product off you? You know how how could how could they keep getting your money? They they want you to keep coming to that church and they want you to keep donating your money. It's 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 become a business now. Is what has become, but it couldn't be a business if what they were telling you was, you know, as as the yogi Jesus would have said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within you. That means you find that yourself, like you know, within within that other view of Jesus. You know, he say he. Spoke that you know he didn't believe in prayer in public and all of these kind of things, and these seem to be kind of lost in the translation. But again, as we said, how would how would the Catholic Church keep getting your money and keep? They say to you, come to us, buy our product, and we'll show you God. But what Jesus' real teachings and what Jesus really preached was was to find God within yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, of course, and it's it's weird because when you kind of step back and and look at the idea of of going to mass objectively, mm. like if you. Like presumably, even from, let's say, the Catholic Church's point of view, the reason they want you to keep coming to mass mm. is so that they they can kind of teach you about the Gospels yeah. and about the the story of our Lord mm. and all the rest of it. But when you think about it, if you've been going there every week yeah. for thirty years, yeah, you surely consider yourself a bit of an expert if it was being taught in a way that you learn it yeah yeah but, it, but it's not do you in the kind of way it's a no, convoluted language that nobody understands yeah it. of course like when was the last time you were at a at a mass uh, uh, now I obviously I'm not a, a mass goer but mm, I do mm, attend no. kind of christenings and weddings and funerals yeah. so I, yeah. I still do yeah. kind of dip my toe into, into Catholicism yeah. uh, by default if nothing else but the stories are all like you could have read. You could read them in the book, and that's the thing that mm. they do. They read from the fucking book. Yeah, like they don't, yeah, yeah, They don't explain it in a way yeah. that, that you can understand. There's, mm. there's literally no attempt made to yeah get you to understand what it is that mm. they're saying, other yeah. than you just kind of yeah listening to them, listening and taking themselves. it in. Yeah, but um, but
1: that's you know that's again where that's again where the sh- where the shamanic worldview differs. Like you know, when you when you when you look at them with the, the religions you know they kind of say you know come come to us and we'll teach you about god but the shamanic view is you know it's it's a it's a show not tell you know you you come and you take the plant medicine or you come you know, and you experience God. There's no one telling you, there's no one telling you, you know, this is what God is or that is what God is. You come and you experience God for yourself through these plant medicines. And that's that's what the native Indians said. They they said, you know, you go to a Christian church and they tell you about God. You come to you come to my ceremony and I show you God and let you have your own experience with God.
0: Yeah. And- uh, Put you on your own path. So. Exactly,
1: exactly. And you know, maybe this is a good time to say that you know, I don't I don't want people, you know, to listen to either of these podcasts and think that all I'm talking about is psychedelics and plant medicines. Like, you know, my I believe that, you know, for want of a better word, like your your spiritual journey, I believe that you know, the plant medicines and the psychedelics should be the very smallest part of your spiritual practice. Like I, I believe, you know, every, every day I I meditate, I fast, I do 16 hour fasts every day. You know, I, they are my daily practices. Like the, the psychedelics and the plant medicines are a very, very small part of my, um again, for want of a better word, spiritual practice you know so i don't i don't want people to you know to think that i'm coming on here and saying it's only psychedelics i believe you know some people say you know that the psychedelic you'll find enlightenment in the psychedelic well i believe what the psychedelic is is it's a very very short window to show you what enlightenment is it it doesn't give you enlightenment it shows you what enlightenment is and it then encourages you to spend to dedicate the rest of your life to bringing enlightenment into your life every day. The real the real definition of enlightenment is, is to is to is to have that experience on a day on a daily basis. Like I would believe, people like Jesus and people like you know Buddha and Krishna from all them different uh, Eastern philosophies and that. but you know what they would have found was enlightenment. But that's because it's happening on a daily basis. The psychedelic is not giving you enlightenment on a daily basis. It's giving you a, a very short window to have a look at where you where you need to be, or and that's could, what it's where be, you then. could be if you if you come with the right practices. And that's where I believe you know Hinduism and Buddhism. I'm beginning to I'm beginning to question if what they are is a is a map of consciousness and it's a map to show you to get to where them people were because you know them you know. Them three people that I've spoken about, like you know, they constantly preach that everybody can get here. This is not Jesus Christ never preached to be any more the son of of God than than you are or I are. Like you know, he he spoke that everybody is the son of God and that everybody can get there through a certain path and a certain way of living. Like you know, when you when you read the the um the hindu the the bhagavad gita that's that to me is a, it's a map it's a map to show you how to get to the states that the psychedelics will show you but how to get there without using the psychedelics and i believe that the psychedelics are are their healers their healers and their teachers so i believe that you know everything everything i believe that this is a game and i believe that it's all levels so everything is a level so if 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 the if the shaman if the shamanic kind of part with is is one level, I I believe then that it's it's healing people, it's healing your soul, and it's preparing your soul to get you ready to then go and use the maps that Hinduism and Buddhism and Taoism and Confucianism, all of these different philosophies, are showing you how to. Return home, return to God, and that's what to the
0: top, the top of the ladder says. Exactly. It's different so levels. that's the
1: next level. So what you know, if 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 you know, I've kind of begin to i've I've began to wonder lately if the last level in this game in in this game of life is the last is the last level the the Eastern philosophies like you know, and again, as I said, it's Hinduism and Buddhism and it. It's that like you know, but is is the shamanic path the level before? And as you as you use the plant medicines, they're they're healing your soul. And but while they're healing your soul, they're they're showing you look over here. This is where you need to go. You need to go. This is the next direction, this is the next level in the game, and this is you know, this is I believe now. And what I'm beginning to see from the different you know books that I'm reading and you know the different podcasts that I'm listening to the you know what they what they are is maps and they're maps to show you how to return to God
0: when you say healing the soul, that would imply that the soul is in some way you know broken or damaged in in some sense mm. is is that what you mean or
1: yeah, I guess well you, you know we all we all carry around baggage with us, don't we? Like you know, you know things that have you know scarred you in this life, or things that have scarred you in you know what I would believe previous lives. So, I you know I said on the last podcast, you know I believe in reincarnation. You know, but within reincarnation, I believe in karma. I believe that we're all here kind of working out our karma, and that's what we're doing. What you put out into the universe comes back at you, and that's that's not a punishment. What that is, is if you, if you can do something to somebody to hurt them in a certain way, it's because you haven't learned that lesson yourself. So that's why you're willing to do that to somebody else. And what that means is that at a later stage in your life or a later stage in one of your next lives, that same situation or that same lesson will have to come to you in order for your soul to grow and to evolve. So have to lose a white trailer sorry, brain. yeah so I you know so i believe I believe that every you know this is all a lesson i believe your your soul your soul is here learning lessons to grow and to evolve. I believe everything is evolution, I believe everything is a part of evolution, and I believe your soul is is evolving and as it evolves, it evolves from you know one teacher to the next, like and you know the indigenous tribes would call these medicines plant teachers. And I believe that, you know, these plants are teaching us. They're teaching us and they're showing us little windows into the bigger reality that's out there, like, you know. And it, it's then sending you on your path to finding your way home. And as I said, like, we all we all do carry around baggage and stuff like that with us. And, you know, the, the, the shamanic viewpoint would be that a lot of the things that are happening to you in this lifetime might not be a result of what's happening in this lifetime but might be baggage from a previous lifetime you may have been you know you may have been abused in a previous lifetime you may have been murdered in a previous lifetime and that's why i say your soul brings that lesson with it you know the soul enters this body to experience life but it still carries its karma and it still carries cause and effect like and that's what karma is like, you know. So it, it carries that from reincarnation to incarnation and you need to, you know, get rid of them kind of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I believe that's what the, the psychedelic, I think when I say they're healers, I believe that they're they're healing your soul from them things that we've carried maybe through different incarnations that we haven't been able to maybe get rid of or cleanse ourselves from.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm kind of, I'm conscious of, I'm conscious of people who tune into this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like the mention of God there earlier on, mm-hmm. they're going to hear, you know, reincarnation and past mm-hmm. lives and what the fuck mm-hmm. is this start talking about. But for the benefit of the people who haven't tuned in for the first one, your views are, are all fairly science based. Like, I mean, you're, you're a... A scientifically minded guy, for the for the most part,
1: like yeah, I get you know. Again, you know, I I fully appreciate science, but I believe science, I believe science and spirituality have to work together, you know. And I, you know, as I said before, I'm not I'm not mad on the word spirituality. Was it's, it's the only word I can really use to, con, to like convey God, what I'm of, talking? It's kind of exactly, load, it's yeah. loaded, isn't it? Like you know, but I, you know, I believe that they both have to work hand in hand together. But you know, I believe I believe from my experience in the jungle you know on 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 night tree you know that's was kind of where we got to in the in the in the first podcast we got the kind of night tree where um i was i was kind of at the end you know they they bring you in and they do you, do a personal healing on you so I was kinda of brought in and I was brought down onto my mattress and I'm kinda of, you know, I was kneeling down on my mattress or whatever and the the lady that works with Percy, um, Matilda, she sings the Ikros, which are the um are the healing songs. These are songs that the sham well, you know, the curanderos and the healers would say were taught to them by the plants. While when they ingested the plants they've they were they've been given these ikros as healing songs. So on the last night or sorry, at the end of each night you're brought in and there's a personal healing done over you and I had
0: this is once you once the effects of the of the ayahuasca have have dissipated and you're you're kind of oh not at all okay okay so you're 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 in the middle you're in the middle of this like
1: you know and I was I was brought back in for the personal healing onto my mattress and I, I had, like, these chimes. These chimes were kind of put over my head. And the Lady Matilda, is, is, is she's standing over me singing the Icaro, like, you know, and she's blowing this mapacho, which is cleaning my energies. But I'm, literally, as I'm sitting on the edge of my mattress, I'm kind of ne- Sorry, I'm kneeling down and my hands are on the ground. And, you know, these chimes are kind of put over my head. And it was literally like I was transported, transported through just dimensions, just of colours and of... Entities and of everything and I, I it felt like, you know, again, as with the DMT experience, it felt like I broke through. And when I broke through there was what I can only describe as entities or what you might want to call angels or whatever whatever your word is like, you know, I would use the word entities, but, you know, it felt like they were they were literally there just just waiting, waiting for me to come. And I'm there on the edge of my mattress, and I'm absolutely rattling. This energy, the the whole energy of the universe, felt like it was flowing through from through the top of my head. Like I felt like I could pick the world up. That's what I felt like. I felt I've never felt an energy like it in my life. Like you know, and all of a sudden, uh, this this lion came to me, and the lion came to me in. The colors of the chakras. So there's the seven. The in the Kabbalah religion, which is uh, uh, Jewish mysticism, they say that there's seven energy points in your body, and each energy point has a different color. So the line was made up of all the colors of the chakras.
0: Okay, and sorry, when you say line, you mean like a like a straight line, as opposed to no, no, I
1: mean like as in a big cat. Okay, yeah, no, just yeah, 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 no, I mean as in a big cat. But this line came to me, and it was. Absolutely roaring in my face, and every part of the line was made up of another tiny little line so and I'm literally just rattling on the edge of my mattress, and she's singing this personal healing over me like you know and i've I've never experienced anything like it in my in my life, and you know as she as she lifted the chimes off me you know i I literally collapsed on my mattress like i was I was wrecked afterwards, you know.
0: And what did that like symbolize? Or what did you take from that? Or was that just you know a, a, a trippy experience? No,
1: the you know the, the the shamanic take on it would be that you know each one of us has has a has a totem animal, which you know is is a spirit guide throughout our life and that like you know and they you know Percy would have said you know when I when I spoke to him the next day about it and that like he said well that that's your power animal that the, you know that that lion coming to you is, and that's you know it's it's a shamanic experience to go into the spirit world and to meet, to meet your totem animal, like, you know, and that was the experience I was having, like, you know, but it, it felt like I went to heaven, like, that's, you know, again, if people haven't listened to the first one, it could take us all night to go back over every stage no, of no, where no, we, we won't were, you know. As
0: I opened it, you mm. know, and again to, to reiterate, yeah. if, you're, if you're this far into this podcast, yeah. you're really not going to get what we're talking about yeah. unless you've, yeah. you've put in a bit of work and, 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 and listened to yeah. the first one. Not that it's work; it's yeah. I've listened to it two or three times, to <laughs> yeah, be yeah. honest. Yeah, but uh, so sorry, no. So do do continue, like
1: yeah. So that was kind of um, that was kind of the end, then. So you know, I was lying on the mattress, and you're kind of waiting for you're waiting for everybody else then who are having their kind of personal healings and that, you know. But I'm, I'm out of it. Like, I'm, I've never felt love like it in my life. Like, I was in love with the universe in that very moment. And I remember, you know, Dermot, you know, my mate that came with me, like, my best mate, like, he was asleep on the mattress beside me, farting away, like, and I'm literally, <laughs> like, I'm literally having this experience in what I can only describe as heaven, like, you know. And then... So at the end of the night, he's like, oh, he wakes up and he's like, are you ready to go or And I was like, yeah. So he's kind of helped me because I'm, I'm, gone at this stage like I'm in the cosmos like I'm after the, gone. Races. I'm off the races like you know and we, as we were walking out Matilda the lady who was singing now this is a 70 year old shapebo woman like you know and she's kind of going to walk back to her hut and we walk we go to walk back to her hut and I'm literally swooning I'm telling <laughs> her how much I love her and how much you know I thank you for that I just couldn't thank her enough I poured my heart out to her and you know then it was only the next day that I realised she's got fucking no English so she probably was like oh, what the hell is this that all about you know but we kind of we we kind of walked her home to her heart and she gave us both a big hug and all of that Like, and Darren was like pushing me home he's like will you come on like you know <laughs> so we kind of we get home we get home kind of to our hut or whatever and you know everyone's coming and we're talking and everyone's you know talking about their experiences that night or whatever and you know again, as prayer would happen every night, like I was kind of left on the balcony on my own, so everyone had gone to bed at this stage, and you know we spoke we spoke about how you know the psychedelics they come in waves, you know, and yeah. you know we experienced that over in Holland, I suppose that was one thing we spoke about you know was was the way it comes in waves, so it's in and out, so everyone had gone to bed, and all of a sudden this this energy grew within me i you know it literally was like it was like. I thought that I thought you know I was coming down off the medicine that it was it was kind of starting to work its way out of my system or whatever but it went it literally brought me through what I can only describe as again you know and it's you know dimensions that's the only word I can use like I was I was brought through these dimensions and I kind of broke through and you know th- you know this is going to be where people are going to find it very hard to really believe what I'm saying, but I can only, again, as I say, I can only offer you my experience and I can only promise you that I'm telling you this as truthful as I can and that this is this is what I took from it and this is what I believe that it was like, you know, but I, you know, broke through these dimensions or whatever and I came to what I can only describe as, you know, for one, so to not to use the word God, I suppose, the, the creative energy of the universe... That's what that's what I would describe it as. I would describe it as the creative energy of the universe, and it was it was absolutely, you know, till the day I die. I now ne- I'll never forget it. It was energy like I've never ever ever experienced, you know. And it, it it felt like I came to what I can only describe as a mountain of energy. This this mountain of energy that was like. The brightest light you can imagine, and as I tried to as I tried to look up and try to kind of see the face or whatever you'd like to say of what this thing was, I I couldn't. It was literally. It felt like it was blinding me, and it it became so strong that I was nearly. I nearly. I had to beg it to stop. It was. It was too much. Like I literally felt felt like, I felt like I was going to implode. But it was, it was pure love. It was absolute forgiveness, there was no judgment, there was none of them things that you hear about in, you know, the, the Christian religion or you hear about in, you know, Islam or any of them kind of things. That's, you know, it, it was none of them things. It was absolute forgiveness. It was absolute understanding. And, and I I was, I was, I mean, I'm bawling. I'm crying the happiest tears of my life, like, you know. And I'm there and all of a sudden it kind of starts... It starts to show me and it starts to kind of, it starts teaching me these lessons and it's saying, you are God. And not only are you God, but everybody is God. Yeah, you're, you're not the God. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're not just, oh, it's you. You're yeah, yeah, God. come worship me. like Everybody is God. All we are is God experiencing this life. He is experiencing this life and you are an avatar for God is is how I would kind of describe it like you know it was saying that you know you're here to learn and to grow and you know it's it's all just a story to evolve your soul and it it began it began to show me you know ex- the thing with with Jesus Christ this is the this is the very first time i began to have these thoughts of Jesus Christ and it showed me that Jesus Christ was a healer that Jesus Christ was a shaman nearly and you you think about the things he done like he healed people like you know and he 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 gave people I suppose he would amazing wisdom, he he'd amazing teachings and all of these kind of things, like, you know, but it was showing me that he never wanted religions in his name, he never wanted anything like that, he spoke about healing and he spoke about love, you know, love thy neighbour, like, you know, all of them kind of things, like, they were, they were his, his main, his main teachings and then religions kind of used that and turned it into a business, like, you know, and it, it was kind of showing me all of these things, like, you know, but it's, it's an experience I'll never forget. You know, yeah. It's an it's it's an experience I'll never forget. And the things it showed me, the you know, I can't. Some of them I just you know you can't put them into words. Like again, you know, I spoke about in the first podcast though, you know words fail you. Like you know that I can't I can't fully articulate everything that I was seeing. I you know I'm I'm grasping at and trying to remember you know bits of this bits of what was happening like you know but that's that's how I would have looked at it and that's exactly how that's the perspective I took from it like you know
0: yeah yeah and I I think you your experience is shared by a lot of people who've had who've done certain ceremonies or Mm. similar ceremonies say and you often hear this you know our language fails and Mm. that the words are just kind of insufficient as such but you said that you felt this, this light, this warmth, you mm. were, you know, bawling your eyes out t- with mm. kind of tears of joy. You felt at one with the, with the universe mm. our consciousness, or consciousness or God or whatever mm. you want to want to say it. In our first conversation, we mentioned this idea of kind of duality the, the yin and the yang mm. and, you know, night and day and yeah. good and bad and all the rest mm. of it. Could you just as easily have seen the devil and be told this? You're the devil and that we're all the devil.
1: Yeah, I, I've never I to be honest, I've never heard that experience. I've heard people I've heard people say, you know, that they've had challenging experiences. Like I you know, in the first podcast I spoke about John Healy who said that, you know, he felt like the devil walked into the Maloka like, you know, so he, he, he's seen that energy like you know and he felt that energy for sure so he's seen that like you know but like I've never heard anyone say that you know they've drank ayahuasca and came face to face with the devil it's not an experience but again have I heard everybody's ayahuasca experience you know absolutely not like you know but it's not one I've ever heard of like you know
0: no it's interesting because there was another quote that I've been thinking about a lot mm. since you said the, the last day it was uh, Alexander Shulznitsyn quote mm. And what is it the uh, fuck what is it now? The the line between is a good and evil runs straight down yeah. the line of each and every one of us or something to that effect?
1: It's I think the I think the quote is the line of good and evil does not run between religions and banking systems and governments. It runs down the very centre of of every man. Yeah, it's not it's mm. not true
0: societies, say it's yeah, true it's, it's the individual. In all, yeah.
1: And that's you know, it's it's only it's only as I begin, you know. It's only as I begin to, you know. I'd said earlier that, you know, I'm beginning to from from the more I begin to read on Hinduism and Buddhism and all of that, they are they're definitely maps and they've mapped out consciousness. And the Hindu, the Hindu and Buddhist philosophies and all of that, like they they believe that this whole this whole planet that we live on and this whole experience that we're all having is is Maya that's what they call it they call it an illusion and the illusion is that you are separate from god and the the only way to experience the illusion the illusion is that everything has to have duality so everything has to have its opposite you can't have up without down in without out if you you can't experience something without first having experienced its opposite if you know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. You, you know, you you can't experience. I couldn't tell you to put everything in this room up.
2: I know what you like, mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you
1: know, it has to have it has to have its opposite. So it has to have down. So the hind, the, what the Hindu philosophy and what the Buddhist philosophy is, is that you know this is all just an just an illusion and a and a play, and you know the you you come here to to play this game and you come here to be part of the illusion and the illusion is is that you are separate from god and that you come here you play this game for how many incarnations you learn and you grow and it's all about returning to god and sorry but by the game you mean life in general life, basically yeah, yeah exactly yeah. life life is the game like you know so they you know that's where the idea of uh, duality comes from you can't you can't you know to ex- to force to experience being god you have to first experience not being God. And that's why you've come here. You've come here to not experience being God. And, you know, as you as you evolve your consciousness and you grow your, your consciousness and you you begin to find your way home, the end result of that is that at some stage, your soul, through many lifetimes of incarnations and all of that, that it, it merges back into God. And you, your soul, will no longer
0: exist like, you know... And so the, the idea of, you know, meditation and fasting and mm. exercise and, you know, dance or mm. whatever, whatever it yeah. is, is an effort to get towards the, get towards God or get, get towards yeah. enlightenment. And yeah. the opposite to that is basically throwing caution to the wind and not, you know, doing anything. Mm. And I mean, if, if you, if that's what you, if that's what you do, if yeah. you just, you know, don't bother to do anything yeah you're guaranteed the office the opposite which is suffering yeah essentially. for sure like if, if you don't yeah. you know if you don't work to get money mm. you've no money for food if yeah. you don't have food you go hungry yeah. if you don't you know prepare the the fire you go cold that evening yeah. the, you know th- there's a certain amount of work that's involved yeah in, yeah that's in, like, in avoiding suffering yeah. suffering is guaranteed say
1: yeah and I guess that's that's that is the kind of the Buddhist and the Buddhist uh, take on it is, is that, you know, the world is suffering, you know, and the the, the suffering comes from our attachment to the illusion. Life. Right? So to life. So the, the, the belief that you are just literally just, you know, this body that's a meat body and all of them kind of things, you know, we we attach ourselves to you know, Cars and materialism and all of that kind of stuff, like having nice cars and nice houses and all that stuff. But it, your 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 suffering will come from your attachment to the
0: illusion. Yes, and I think I think it's fair to say capitalism is that on steroids mm, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. And that, but, that that's another thing that people that I've heard have gone down the kind of the psychedelics route, the mm. meditation route, the enlightenment route. They all the further on down that path they mm. go to enlightenment call it mm. the further away they get from kind of materialism
1: yeah well when 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 you know why i'm beginning to kind of wonder lately if the likes of hinduism and buddhism are are the final level in the game it's because what what they teach you is is no attachment so you kind of give up the material things pardon me you give up uh, the material things in life and you kind of start to dedicate your life towards much more towards like yoga and meditation and all of them kind of things you see you know that they they give up on the material life they begin to realize that the material life is just suffering that that's all it can bring with it like we you build a house and your attachment to that house then makes you kind of think oh geez i better put up cameras in case somebody robs me or somebody comes in and breaks into my house but that's just attachment so you're attached to the material world and when you begin to when you begin to follow the path of the Buddha, or you begin, to, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of the main, um, one of the main kind of books within Hinduism, like you know, one of the main scriptures within Hinduism, it is an absolute. Oh, I, I can't recommend that book enough to people, because what it what it does is it 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 begins to teach you about, you know, exactly a lot of the kind of things that. I'm kind of talking about there like that it's, you know, it's it's attachment to the ego. It's attachment to the material life that's causing all your suffering, you know, and it's it's beautifully put like, you know, it's it's a very nice read like and it's a short read like it too. But.
0: And how accessible is that to people? I mean, you're you're well on down this this path. If you had been handed that book 10 years ago, say, would you have made sense of it or would it have all sounded like, you know, Deepak Chopra esque, no, definitely jumble, not. You know? No,
1: definitely not. No, it's not. It's certainly not that type of a book. Like you know, if you if you are if you're interested in, me- again, it talks about how meditation is you know the path to finding God, and it's about giving up you know the material world, and it's about giving up on uh, the play, like you know. The, the five senses in your body. Instead of instead of constantly trying to pleasure the five sen- senses, what you know what it's what it's saying is if if we take food as an example, you know, we look we look we look for happiness externally in life. We look for happiness externally in life, and it always seems to be, you know, as I say with food. If you've if you've a bar of chocolate and you eat that square, you eat that you eat a square of chocolate. You know, it's it's very it's a very short lived kind of, oh, geez, that's gorgeous, isn't it? And not too long after that, it's kind of, oh, geez, i love another square of that. You're chocolate. chasing it. yeah. So you're 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 constantly when you when you when you constantly try to pleasure the senses, you're constantly chasing that pleasure. And what what Hinduism and Buddhism are teaching is, is that the only true path to happiness, the only happiness that lives within you constantly is a path to God, and that's you know that's where you will find your your stillness or you will find you know your peace of mind. The more the more you chase happiness externally, the more you are becoming engrossed in in the illusion in the game of Maya. But the more you look for your happiness inside yourself, is the more you begin to reconnect with God, and then material things don't seem to have their part in your life anymore, and you begin. To, to dedicate your life to God, you know? Like, you know, one of the one of the big teachings that, you know, I was taught out in the jungle by I told you about that artist Morrow that I kind of bought. He he's he he would be Percy's best friend and he comes and he helps with the facilitating of the ceremonies. Now he doesn't drink ayahuasca anymore. But he said he said now and again the memory's a funny thing because I don't know whether he said it to me or whether he said it to Healy and Healy told me but he said that if you if you come out here and drink ayahuasca and you have this experience and you don't then dedicate your life to God, you're just another person who's come out here and drank ayahuasca. Just an, an ayahuasca you've tourist. The, exactly. You've missed
0: the point. You've missed the point. And uh, like from there, like what 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 do you do with that kind of information? I mean, like let's say for, hypothetically, I was. Uh, Happen to play in a plane now in the next mm. you know month or two or whatever, and head off and do that, and you know have a, a similar experience mm. to you or or so. Like, what's what's the odds of me dedicating my life to that? Or it's not even the right way to look at it, I suppose. But is it? It's it's a bit of an ask, is it? Like you know, it's for people to forgo all their all their all the trappings of society, the the flash car and that. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of an ask. Would you? You see, that's that's the thing. Like when you when you
1: found that higher power, when you found that God. It's not an ask in any way, like you know, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel in any way like you're. You know, you're giving up on any of them. I know what they, you mean, it's, it's, like stop, a, it's like it's like a supreme stop a hold over you. It's you like know? a supreme
0: act of selfishness. Uh. you're you're chasing that. You know, to 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 dedicate your life to finding God or consciousness mm. or enlightenment mm. or whatever it is. That's almost like a supreme act of selfishness in in a sense, as opposed to giving up stuff. Yeah, which you
1: know, will you, be
0: a, which will be a sacrifice. This is yeah. This is you're yeah. all into
1: yeah, but. You know, it, it it's not, it's not like, you know, I, you know again, I said in the last podcast, it's not like I'm sitting here l- wanting to have that bar of chocolate. Like, I can go out for a meal with people and, you know, everyone can order dessert. I'm not sitting there in my mind going, oh my God, I'd love a fucking dessert, but I'm not having a dessert because, you know, I don't want, you know, Yeah, I'm being whatever. true to yeah, my experience yeah, exactly. in the <laughs> jungle. I genuinely, and, you know, I'm not saying that I would never eat dessert like I do, of course, like, but it's very few and far between them times, like, but it's never like when I was over in Australia and I was training and all of them kind of things and I was I was boxing over in Australia and I needed to obviously like yourself, like the you've to make waves and all that thing. I remember when I would have been trying to make weight it felt like a chore didn't it like you were giving up all them nice things and you're like oh jeez I can't wait this is over now to like you know can start having you know them kind of foods again and all of that that's yeah. that's not the way it is like you know it, it, right now it's for me it's it's not a problem not eating them things like they they when you begin to look for happiness inside yourself, you don't need the external pleasures anymore and that's what that's what these kind of things teach you that to find true happiness and a lasting happiness you know the the slice of cake that you're going to have is very trans um What's the word I'm looking for? Is very temp temporary. Yeah. So it's a temporary happiness that literally lasts. It's a mouth pleasure, isn't it? And as soon as that slice of cake is gone, all you're thinking about is the next slice of cake, isn't it? Like you know. So it's, you know, which is which is the opposite when you begin to when you begin to find happiness within yourself. You don't need them outside. You don't need the external things like they're. They don't bring you true happiness. They don't bring bring you peace of mind. You know.
0: Yeah, you repeat you're at peace with yourself you don't you need are, you don't need it. You're exactly, not, you don't need to kind of top up with stuff
1: exactly exactly and it's you begin you know as I say you begin to look at the external world as as an illusion as a kind of an as an illusion that you know we all kind of buy into but when you begin to look within yourself you find a, a you know a peace of mind and you find a stillness of mind that's what you begin to find and you begin to find it you don't need the external pleasures to You'd, find happiness
0: you, you certainly don't I, I'd agree with you wholeheartedly but where I, I'm kind of maybe not losing you but just not on the same page to a degree is you do you know have to go to work mm, and well, have to pay your bills and, you know, look after your kid and of pick course. them up from school yeah, and no, for sure. you know, do the whole life thing, no, you know. For
1: sure. But, you know, again, to go back to Jesus Christ teachings like Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ thought um, you are in this world. You are not from this world. And that was the big teaching of Jesus Christ. So you you come here and you you experience life, but you also you know, the more you begin to realize that this is a temporary thing, and that's where so many people's suffering comes from, is that we try to we try to make every every second of every day, every millisecond, this universe and everything around it is constantly changing, constantly moving. Nothing, everything. What's the word I'm looking for? Everything is temporary, so it's in a constant state of flux, and it's so much of our suffering comes from trying to, you know make these things permanent. We're trying to take a structure, which is the the universe, which is completely temporary and we're trying to make it permanent. And that's where a lot of our suffering comes from in the world.
0: You just made me think of me mowing the lawns here during mm. the summer yeah so there's like the, the the lawn is always fucking especially during the summer it's yeah, always fucking yeah. growing i'm always fucking mowing it and yeah. i'm always trying to keep it you know the same but it's, yeah. it's constantly changing and it's constantly yeah. evolving and, and nothing every, everything is temporary yeah but there's a certain solace that i get from having the lawns oh, cut yeah. and the hedges cut yeah, and having yeah. having a certain amount of, of yeah. order and again this whole idea of you know order and and chaos, chaos. yeah the yeah. you know the yeah. getting back to the, the duality of things mm. so there's a certain amount of of both which is kind of necessary mm. um is there too much order or maybe too much chaos in in what you're talking about in being i don't know kind of enlightened all the time like how, how do you know you've gone too far down the enlightenment road or can you if that makes sense? Oh well,
1: I couldn't tell you that, sir. I, I wouldn't, sir, absolutely wouldn't classify myself as enlightened in any way. Like you know, like you know, that's what I say to you. I say these psychedelics they don't offer you enlightenment. Like you know, you know, enlightenment is something you you attain when you can make that a prolonged that that's an everyday occurrence in your life. Like you know, all I'm saying is that the the psychedelic gives you a window into what enlightenment can be. And it's up to you then to work on your path towards that. It's something to strive for. Strive towards. It's something to strive towards. And I, you know, you know, as I said, like, I believe the psychedelics should be the smallest part of your spiritual practice. Like, you know, it should be it should be based like your foundation should be meditation and yoga and fasting and, you know, holotropic breath work and using the. The flotation tanks and all of them kind of things. I believe that each one of them is just a tool. It's just a tool to be able to help you evolve your soul and to further evolve your soul and to for you to explore consciousness. Every one of them is a tool, and that you use all the tools at your disposal to to grow your consciousness as much as you can. Like you know,
0: in relation to that and uh, the. the kind of the afterlife and the reincarnation mm. and the idea that you've you know lived before in some sense mm. is that in relation to you know your your ancestors not you well like were you your ancestors if that makes sense like we have a kind of a, a collective unconscious mm. that yeah. that has that has evolved yeah is the idea that you've you know lived before for want of a better mm. term is that what is that what instinct is yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, am not too sure. So, as some people would say like the, your instinct is, is your soul kind of speaking to you. So they believe that you know that you've got, you've got your soul and then you've got the ego or whatever. Like, but when you, when you instinctually know something, that that's your kind of soul vibrating to tell you, you know, you're on the right path or you're, you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Like, you know, that that's the right thing for you. And a lot of times, you know, we. We don't pay attention
0: to our instincts, don't we? Not like you know, I, I think a lot of the time mm. people you'll hear people saying, I fucking I, something told yeah. me I shouldn't have done it, but I, I, I did know, it anyway, and it I fucking anyway. regret it. Yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. but again, there's a fucking rabbit hole in yeah, half. Uh, yeah. so we were on day the end of day three, the end of day, yeah, the end of day three, yeah. So, and you've had this, you know, awe inspiring, unbelievable mm. experience, and that was on the back of was it. Two kind of bad Yeah, so
1: the the two be the two before that had been kinda of two very I suppose they were very hard. They traumatizing were traumatizing experiences. Yeah. Yeah, they were tough. As I said yeah, I was about to fucking pack my bag and hit the road like yeah. at one stage. Having organized the whole thing essentially. Exactly, exactly. And after telling everybody that I was going out here for a lovely spiritual experience and all that, like, you know, but only for John Healy's experience, I wouldn't I I was gone out the door, like, you know, I was getting out of there, you know. And he kind of talked me around into it. And, you know, it it turned out then that I was out there to heal for somebody else. That I guess that's what, you know, day three would have been for, for people who maybe haven't heard the first one. Day three turned out to be that I was out there to heal for somebody else. The first two nights were very, I suppose they were sexually demonic visions that I was getting. Very, very, you know, it wasn't nice stuff in any way. Like, you know. And when I went to when I went to Percy and I said to him, look, I said this is this is what I'm seeing. I need to try and understand this, like you know. And he'd asked me had I been sexually abused in my life, you know. And I said I hadn't. And he asked me had anybody else been abused, and I said they had. And he told me that I was there to heal for them. So I was obviously. He told me that I had to keep them in my intentions, and um, I had to keep them in my intentions when I was drinking the ayahuasca. And I hadn't, I hadn't purged. So over the first two days, so again, you know, the purge is, it either is you're either getting sick or it's coming through. It's coming through the other end, I suppose is a nicer <laughs> way to say it. Like you know, so I hadn't purged over the first two days, but everybody else was purging around me, like you know. But as soon as I drank that cup on the third night, and I, I um. Brought that person into my intention or whatever. It was not too long afterwards. I was out in the toilet and I was purging an awful lot through me. To be honest, making yeah. up for the last two days. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then you know, as I as I said in the first podcast, I was you know, I got as I was coming in to go back into the Maloka, I ended up kind of standing out on this wooden structure like with my hands, and I I felt like I was stuck there. I couldn't get out, and I felt like I was looking into. What I could only describe as the pits of hell, you know, and I could see, I could see, you know, them, them demons and them kind of things, like you know, that's what that's what my visuals were, and I was then brought in at the end of that for the personal healing, where you know, as I said, I, I got you know, brought to what I can only describe as heaven, like, and you know, these these entities were around me, and the lion came to me, and all of that, and you know, that was that was the third night, like, you know, and
0: um, when you say, you know, demons and demonic sexual scenes mm. and, and and things like that like what what springs to, what springs to my mind I suppose are almost not cartoonish images but images of like devils you know forked tails and pitchforks and horns and red and half goat mm, half yeah, man type no, thing
1: no. They, they, I guess you know to say you know cartoonish you know isn't you know again it's ha- it's it's hard to find the language to say these things but it would have been the things you know, the things I would have seen would have been like maybe I suppose it would have been scenes of maybe um, where people were being abused and things like that. Like and it was where men were, you know, treating women in a bad way, I suppose, is the best way, you know, without going into too much detail about it. Like, you yeah, yes, yeah. was, it was not nice. Sexual scenes was kind of what I was seeing like, you know, and it was a lot to do with people being Sex being forced on them and all of them kind of things like so that's what I was kind of seeing. All the negative and worst aspects of worst aspects of sex, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. So that brings us to the end of day three, or that's
1: that's the end of day three. Yeah. So sorry, you
0: what at the end of day three you walked off back to your kind of hut, hut, having having had this you know unbelievable Mm. experience. Yeah, the experience of me going
1: there and then I went back to my hut. Everyone had gone to bed and as I said, that was oh, sorry, when that's I got when you transported heard. again. So yes. I'm sitting there on my own and another massive wave of this hits me and I'm transported again through the dimensions and, you know, I come upon this light and it's, you know, it's, it's teaching me incredible lessons. It's teaching me you know, till the day I die, it'll
0: stay with me, like, you know. And when you say, like, teaching you incredible lessons, is there a lesson or a couple of lessons specifically? Or? Yeah,
1: well, as I spoke, as I said, you know, it, it began, it was showing me that, you know, we are all God. We are all... Yes, sorry, yes, we are yes. All, we are all... It, I suppose an avatar is the word you want to use like you know we are all God experiencing the universe through us like you know you are God experiencing himself and the universe through you yes that's what you are doing like you know and it was showing me these things and it was showing me the different things about religions and you know a lot of the things it was showing me is things that I've now I'm I'm now reading very similar things within Buddhism and um, Hinduism and you know as I said all them eastern religions like you know we 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 in the west like we've probably spent the last few thousand years you know going down a very scientific route like you know but you know with with buddhism and hinduism and and you know things like that they went in and they explored the mind they've spent thousands of years exploring consciousness like you know they've sat in deep meditation and they've come you know they've come to these different you know conclusions and stuff like that like you know you and again we have these ideas that you know these religions that you know, and again, they're not not to say that they're religions, but I suppose philosophies is a word we could use for them yeah. or whatever. But you know, we kind of think of you know the Buddha came, and then all of a sudden, you know, that was the start of that kind of thing. But every everything everything is in a in a in a state of evolution, like you know, and you know, the the very beginning of them kind of you know them. Tall patterns and stuff like that, they began very early with what were called fertility cults, and the idea that that God is a male god in the sky and that they, that the planet earth is is the female plant began with these fertility cults right and what they would have what they began to understand was was obviously when they would have had sex with their partner, a child was conceived, so they you know they would have came inside the woman and they would have fertilized the egg or whatever like yeah. you know. And what they then began to think was was, as it rained, as it rained down onto the earth, after every rain the sun would come, and the plant would begin to flower. So we begin to see, you know, flowers and fruits and all of that kind of thing. So they began to think that the rain was the semen from God. So es- es- a male God in the sky.
0: Especially if you're in a part of the world that has, uh, you know, a dry season mm, and a wet season. Yeah, so you're exactly. literally going from just barren desert exactly. to, the, every, Everything. to life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: so that's, you know, that's that's where the idea of, you know, a male God in the sky and a, and a female mother comes from, you know. And... Within within these fertility cults, they they're within their rituals. They they use psilocybin mushrooms, like you know. They that was a part of their ritual, you know, and that was a part of the paganism. And you know, you hear of them pagan orgies and all of them kind of things. And what what they, what they were, what that was, was was a you know like a a way to show the gods, you know you know, this is what we need you to do. This was to to bring on their crops and to bring on their things, like, you know, so they were reenacting what they wanted the God to do, like, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's that's how a lot of them kind of things started. And then, you know, what then kind of happened was, was the infertility cults then, it kind of went over. They went into kind of places like India and stuff like that and the the plant the, at the at the very beginning of the uh, the Hindu philosophies and that there's there's talk of the plant soma and on page two of the Rig Veda so the Rig Veda is I guess is the equivalent to the Bible or whatever you know there's there's a line in on page two in the Rig Veda that says we drank the plant of soma and we became like gods aware of our own immortality. That's on page two of the of the Hindu text. So if it's on page two of the Hindu text, then obviously that plant played a very integral part in their rituals and their their understandings of consciousness. But what happened? What what would have happened in and around them kind of times? Then was that people began to take control of the, of the soma, like you know. So they would give them to some people and not give them to other people. So then what happened with the Hindu? How it evolved from that was that they decided that you know, maybe or maybe the plants taught them as well. Maybe the Soma taught them that they didn't need the plants to get to these altered state of consciousness, that they could do it through meditation and through fast and, and all of these kind of things. So that's how Hinduism began to evolve. And then... From Hinduism, Buddhism began to evolve. So everything is kind of an evolution, like all all religions and all that are, are an evolution from these fertility cults. Like you know,
0: and listen, there, there was more than likely something that predated the fertility cults. Absolutely, that was, and, of and course, and something that predated of course, them, you exactly.
1: Know? And you know, uh, you know, as we said on the last podcast, there's 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 rock art of you know that they're saying now is forty or fifty thousand years ago, and there's shamanic drawings like you know, there's that bee, and the whole bee is covered in magic
0: mushrooms, like. You no. Yeah, no. It, it it's fascinating, and a couple of times we've come back to this idea of of kind of East and West. Mm. Another way of of looking at that is um, old and new, mm. really, because mm. I mean, the West, the West as we call it, mm. essentially is kind of Nor- Northern America mm. and Northern American influence yeah. on, let's say, mostly mainland Europe, mm. and and I don't know maybe Australia to a degree and. Predominantly English, con- English-speaking places, but that's yeah. all. That's all very new.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. they only
0: fucking discovered North America, or let's say Europeans yeah. only discovered North America, what a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing what we've been doing in the East, mm. as we call it, for thousands of years. Yeah, well, you know, well, min- you know the, tens, the, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, of
1: years. well, the the early the earliest writings from the big Rig Veda, I think, are three and a half thousand years old. But, you know, they would say that it's an awful lot longer than Which that. They, like, that's, you know.
0: that's the writings. Yeah, that's, like, and there, that's there exactly was, it. Yeah. There was the pre-written yeah, words, exactly. you know, they, before it was writing, yeah, obviously. Yeah, they though. didn't
1: just think all this up and then just write it on the day. Like, you know what I mean? they yeah. These were orally passed down traditions. Again, the same as with the shamanic cultures and all of that. Like, these, these, these legends and these kind of different, you know, ways of living were, were always orally passed down before, you know our earliest writing is the Sumerian texts that that we found, and they are 5,000 years old. So we are only writing a well, so far that we found 5,000 years, like, you know, that's the Sumerian texts, are the earliest writings that we found, you know. So these would have been very, these would have been passed down orally for many, many thousands of years
0: before that, like, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, like, um, Gobekli Tepe is dated at, what, circa 12,000? Yeah. So like the, the someone wasn't or there wasn't you know uh there wasn't there wasn't a tribe or a, mm. a civilization or whatever you want to call it. That was born twelve thousand years ago. That all of a sudden, yeah, you know, created exactly. a, a large yeah. city with yeah. temples and, and all yeah. sorts. That was that was yeah. passed down through yeah. generations and generations oh, over sure. hundreds sure. and thousands of years.
1: The, mo- the most one of the I guess one of the most interesting parts that I find, you know, personally that I find about Göbekli Tepe is that on on their so on their stone structures, do you see the way they've kind of chiselled out the stone carvings, and they've chiselled out on them like they've got different animals different animals that were never even native to the area, that were that are found, you know, the far side of the world. And yet they tell us that these people had no communication with each other, that these people were hunter-gatherers that were, that lived probably within, you know, a 40 or 50 or maybe even a 100-mile radius all their life. But yet how were they carving animals from the far side of the world?
0: Yeah, but it beggars belief structures? a lot of that stuff.
1: So. It's it's puzzling to the you know to the extent that you have to really question the history we're being given, don't you like you know because that in itself you know how if they haven't either communicated with people the far side of the world who've told them about these animals or if they haven't visited these places themselves how have they been carving these things onto stones?
0: But getting back to what we mentioned earlier about um, the likes of Newgrange, mm. like there are, I can't think of the guy's name, but I'm keen to get him on, mm. um, who's a, an expert in Irish mythology, say, and Lovely, you know he, yeah. he lives in Drogheda and right. he's a photographer as well and yeah. he, he constantly takes photographs and is, is, he just, he lives Eats, breeds, and sleeps. Yeah. Irish mythology. Yeah. His name just escapes me at the minute. I'll, yeah. I'll stick him in in the in the kind of I'll notes after try this. And get him on, oh, he will be, be a great lad, but he's he he'll often say that you know he's he's just stumbling around in mm. the dark with a lot of this yeah. stuff. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that he kind of knows, you know, like he, even the most even the, the most credible stuff that mm. he, that he he would say. He always says it in a kind of, you know, this is kind of, yeah. hopefully kind of the way we, we yeah, think it yeah. might be. And he lives here. Yeah. With the likes of Gobekli Tepe mm. and a lot of these places that have been uncovered in um, places like that in, in Iraq and in yeah. that, kind of, yeah. that, that, that kind of fertile crescent Yeah, um, I think they call it the Near East. Is
1: that what they... The, the something Near East like, would make sense. Yeah, it's something, yeah, something yeah, i yeah. heard recently. i would never heard that term before, like the, the Near East. Yeah, the, here's like, what's, here's what's a the here's the the term
0: East? for you. You've yeah. probably yeah. heard of Ireland or... Japan being referred to as the land of the rising sun yeah this guy wrote the guy I'm talking about the Irish mythology guy wrote a book called I think it's called Ireland the land of the setting sun right which I think is particularly fucking cool but um, again he, he lives here yeah but the people that are studying Tepi, mm. you know, they travel there, yeah, and Germans and, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, so they're yeah. they're not growing up yeah, surrounded yeah. by it. Yeah. So, yeah. How the fuck could they ever yeah. expect to 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 know for certain what was going on when yeah. they're you know digging this stuff up and they've got the they've got they've essentially got the fossilized version of what yeah. was there. Yeah. They don't know the
1: culture of the area. And no, I, no, they have no clue. You know, like it's been lost through yeah, time. Like. Yeah. Like it's you know the the that it. it Kind of reminds me of a funny story in in Machu Picchu. Like when we were in Mach when we were in Machu Picchu, and the guide was kind of telling us about Machu Picchu, he was saying that it was it was found in in 1950, and it was a it was the city up on the top of the mountain was deserted or whatever. And then you know a couple of couple of lines down, he's telling us how you know the the first person who came there, he was I think he was either English or American, and he's supposed to have found this lost city but there tribes living there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, and me and... Defined found. Me and, yeah, me and Ely were like, what do you mean? Like, there's, like, how can, you know, if something's found, then it surely has to be lost, does it not? Like, you know, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, well there was tribes, but when you when you speak to the locals from, um, from Peru and stuff like that, they tell a very, very different story and, you know, these archaeologists are coming in and they're after being trained in, you know, America or England and all of that kind of stuff, but I would... I would be more inclined to believe somebody whose culture, you know, they understand the culture of these things, like, you know, and they understand, you know, the writings and the carvings and all of that stuff better than we ever will be able to understand. But we, you know, the, the West kind of seems to go in or, you know, science seems to go in and kind of, you know, but it just says that this is what it is. And it sometimes doesn't take, you know that view into
0: account like you know yeah we see it in in kind of more modern history Mm. there's there's a great uh, saying that history is written by the winners Mm. yeah I I love that you know Um, like what would the story of World War 2 be had Mm. the you know the the Germans won it it wouldn't have been the story obviously it wouldn't have been just the story that's told now replacing the yeah. replacing the names you know yeah, it would have yeah. been the it would have been the triumph of the <coughs> of the holocaust mm, oh for sure and yeah, me you yeah. and everybody else listening yeah yeah as though even though that might sound kind of abhorrent mm. to say mm. if that's what you've been fed and that's yeah. what's been taught in schools yeah. you know that's that's what you that's what you take and we spoke about this before before we, we started talking mm. this idea of you know not taking what you say for mm. granted, or for what I say, yeah. or not not for granted. Not taking not taking what you say as gospel, or not yeah. taking what I say as gospel, yeah. or fucking anybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, take in as much information from as many credible sources as yeah. you can, and kind of try and make up your own mind. Mm. And again, that not not to relentlessly bring this back to kind of religion bashing, mm. but that's the opposite of what organized religions do they, they don't say you know go forth and read all about this and yeah, that and the yeah. other and make up your own opinion yeah. they say you know come to us mm. we're, we're yeah. the ones we're we'll the guys with you. the answer yeah, we, we we'll know. show you yeah and even at that they tell you to come and listen but they even then they, they don't in the same breath that they're telling you to come and listen, mm. they don't give it to you succinctly so that you can understand it. Yeah, it's all yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. smoke and fucking mirrors, know, and you, yeah, you have to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Yeah, and keep and keep com- yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, bring your purse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. uh, it's like a, a soap, like yeah. it's like Coronation Street, as opposed yeah. to you know a documentary. if, yeah. if, if, that, if yeah, that analogy no, exactly makes sense. That. And i I
1: think I think as soon as you I, I think as soon as you define yourself as you know believing in one religion over the other. I think you've completely shut yourself off to you know as I've said before there's there's amazing wisdom at the base of every religion but there's just so much bullshit piled on top of all of that wisdom that it's very hard to decipher which is the wisdom and which is the bullshit. But I think as soon as, soon as you kind of say right I'm I'm Christian or you know you know even at that I'm Hinduism or I'm I'm Buddhist or I'm whatever you're you're closing yourself off to the teachings of All the prophets, because, you know, I I would believe that, you know, God's message is being is being told by many different people, and you want to hear that from as many different people as you can, like you know. And why why close yourself off and say that you know I'm I'm following Jesus and no one but Jesus when you know when the teachings of Krishna or the teachings of the Buddha or Muhammad, when when they have amazing teachings too that you can live that you can that can help you to live a better life or you know that can help you find that in internal happiness like you
0: know no absolutely and like look let's say if there's been 10 prophets just mm. let's pick a number let's yeah. say there's been 10 prophets why would you pick one when you when you can pick the 10 and not only just pick mm. the 10 but out of all their teachings yeah only really pay attention to the teachings yeah that every single one of the last 10 of them yeah, all yeah. said yeah yeah Do you want yeah, that kind
1: of way? yeah. I, I i was reading a very interesting book there recently enough um I think his name is uh Morris, Morris Book. Morris Evans Book, B U K E or something. Okay. But um the book is called Cosmic Consciousness. And he it's his kind of I suppose his his hypothesis I guess is that you know about three you know, that there's that there's different levels of consciousness that are, you know, that are to be experienced by humanity. And he would he would have said that, you know, 300,000 years ago, we became self-conscious. So, you know, um, we began to understand, you know, that you kind of, I think, you know, so you, you, not only do you, did we begin to think, but we began to know that we began to think, like, you know. So he was, but, you know, I think that's getting off the point a little, but he was saying that, you know, 300,000 years ago we became self-conscious and what kind of happened between all them times we've evolved and all of that and he was saying that you know then came people like you know again as I said like Jesus and Buddha and you know these kind of people and they were just normal people who attained cosmic consciousness so he's saying that's the next step in our evolution so he's saying that the, you know the next step in our evolution was what is cosmic consciousness and that's what them people kind of attained either through you know through meditation or through whatever way they got there the, you the know. prophets call them yeah let's call them the prophets or whatever and you know he would say that that's the next step in our evolution that that's what we are all destined to evolve towards and as we begin to evolve towards that point you know the whole planet will begin to evolve to a, to a cosmic consciousness and Again, it's nearly like saying, isn't it? The next level in the game, like you know, that we'll all step up onto the next level in the game. And as more and more people begin to evolve to that kind of level of consciousness, it it rises up the whole planet, as it were. Like you know, I just you know, it's it's definitely a very interesting book. It was a, it was a, it was definitely a good read. For no, sure. no, I,
0: and and I love I love that idea of the mm. um the different levels in the game, and and I think that there are in keeping with that analogy mm. there are different series so there's game 1 which has 10 levels and there's game yeah, 2 which has yeah, 10 levels yeah. you know and yeah, and, for sure. and so yeah, on yeah. Right. yeah um
1: every level has its own level in a way like
0: it, well every 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 level has mm. several levels yeah. within itself yeah that's right yeah, yeah. exactly um yeah. we mentioned just in relation to kind of prophets and people mm. that would have been you know more enlightened say than than others at mm. the time and you have the the kind of standard guys that are, everyone would have heard of you know Christ, Muhammad, yeah, yeah. Um, the Buddha, etc. Mm. Would you throw the likes of? Uh, maybe I'm reaching here a little bit, but the likes of maybe John Lennon and Bob Marley into oh, the yeah. mix there.
1: Yeah, I would think. You you look you look at the message Bob Marley spoke about. Like Bob Marley spoke about love. He spoke about peace. He spoke about forgiveness. Like you know, you know. I love that line in, in his song like you know none but ourselves can free our mind it's up to you to free your mind and that's you know that's what meditation is like you know you are you are you, you're trying to quieten the mind and you're trying to free yourself from the mind like you know you know uh, Krishna said the the battle the, the, the battle to quieten the mind is a thousand times harder than the battle on the battlefield with a thousand men yeah, yeah, and that's 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 in the Bhagavad Gita, and that's one of the you know the sayings from Krishna, and, you know, that is the thing with meditation and all of that. Like meditation is is it's hard, it's hard to quiet the mind, but as soon as you begin to quiet the mind, you know, me- meditation kind of teaches you as well. We all we all kind of we think that we're the thing that we're we're always you know thinking every thought that comes into our head. But when you when you sit down and you meditate, and when you begin to make that a practice, what what begins to happen is is that you become the watcher of the thoughts that are coming into your head, and then you begin to question, where the fuck are them thoughts coming from? Because if I'm not thinking them, where are they coming from? So, what the meditation is kind of showing you is that. In your in your in your daily life, these thoughts are popping into your head, and you're then latching onto that thought, and you're going down a fucking twenty minute rabbit hole of, you know, oh fucking this fella said this to me, and you know I do this differently, and blah 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 blah, blah. and this can go on for twenty minutes, like that's the you know the monkey mind, the you ego. Yeah, I've been there. Oh <laughs> look, and re- and listen, I meditate and still go there, like yeah. you know. But what what meditation is kind of teaching me is is the. To, to nip that in the bud more or less, like so as soon as the thought comes into my head and I get maybe you know to get angry over something, I'll be angry for a second and then all of a sudden I'll be like, right, you're getting angry so I begin to I begin to see these thought patterns that are you know coming up in my life and you can instead of it being a 20 minute rant in your head about something you'll catch it at the very beginning and you'll be like right, that's what that is and you can you can put it but you nearly become the watcher of your thoughts and you begin to as I said you begin to wonder where are the thoughts coming from because it seems like consciousness is a, is a constant stream of thoughts like you know and you we we latch onto them and we think I'm the one thinking that but you're the only you're the one that's latching onto that thought and then developing it into a much bigger thing like you know
0: yeah and like what you just described there is mindfulness Mindfulness exa- exactly that that's what
1: you, and that's what meditation is meditation is, is is to try and quieten the mind to try and to try and find your inner peace and again that's inner happiness is in there like you know and the more and that's what I was kind of I suppose saying earlier the more you the more you try to find your happiness outside is is it's, you begin to realise that you can't really find it out there because it's not a permanent happiness but when you begin to meditate you begin to find a permanent happiness a permanent stillness within you like you know yeah, no, and, uh, and I certainly don't want. I, I definitely don't want you to think that I walk around with a permanent fucking stillness. <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> Peace I, and love, not at all. I, I know dubs I'm not I'm at the very fucking basic level of meditation. <laughs> you can trust me on that. Jesus,
0: um, I I don't meditate. Yeah, I've kind of I've given it a lash a couple of mm. times, and and I've I can kind of hear myself having said you know, I, I don't kind of buy into it or that yeah. I'm not ready for it or, or, mm. or whatever. Now, mindfulness is a different thing. I would consider myself to be quite mindful. Mm. And I, not so much anymore, but I used to be quite an angry person. Yeah. So I'd be driving, like, put it this way, I'm, I'm not anymore. Mm. Um. So I'll catch myself yeah. when those kind of thoughts come flooding mm. in, like yeah. like as you described yeah. there. And yeah. it, it often happens in the car. I'd be, I'd mm. be driving along and without even realizing it, I just, I just, Kind of notice myself, yeah. and I'm f- a fucking ball yeah, of rage yeah, yeah, in the yeah, car. Yeah. Fucking yeah. that fucking ah, oh, or, or maybe it's me that I'm yeah, angry at. Yeah. And then I kind of, I don't, I don't know Awareness. how. But I, I, yeah, it, mm. it, it's, it's I I become aware yeah. of the fucking, yeah. of the state that I'm in, mm. basically. Yeah. And I kind of go, okay, Frano, you know, relax yeah. your fucking cacks yeah, and, you yeah. know, just try and fucking chill out yeah. a little bit. And I'm able to kind of bring myself down. Yeah. Now, I'm never able to bring myself, I'm never able to level myself out to the extent that a wind of a joint will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, which is a strange one. It's something yeah. that I've been thinking about yeah. a lot.
1: I think I think, you know, and that's I think that's the benefit of meditation is that when you begin to connect with the breath, you know, the the mind, the mind, the thinking mind that I have said like that is there that's constantly always is always thinking. But it's you become the watcher of that thinking mind that is always trying to live in the past or the future. It's never wanting to live in the present moment. And that's what the act of mindfulness or the act of meditation is. It's living in the very present moment because there's no suffering. There's no suffering when you can get your mind to live in the very, very present moment. And when you become, when you begin to attach with the breath, so you know that's what you know. Why with, with a lot of meditation practices they teach you to follow the breath in and follow the breath out and then the mind is constantly wandering it's, it's wanting to go here and it's wanting to drag you there the mind is constantly active it wants to be interacted with and when you know that's that's the 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 end goal i guess of, of meditation is is to, to completely quiet the mind and to find that's your center and when you when you, when you find center you find you know peace and you find tranquility in there like you know. You're balanced, you're not leaning too far one way or or the other other. yeah and I've you know I, I found that you know even you know I've done I used to when I was in Australia I used to do the flotation tanks like you know and I was kind of meditating before for maybe I suppose six months or so before I started doing the flotation tanks and one time and one time only I had an experience in the flotation tank where I fully my mind there was no mind there was no thoughts there was only pure awareness and understanding that I was existing but nothing no thoughts no nothing and it lasted for I guess I guess it felt like it felt like it lasted for a half an hour and it was absolutely the most peaceful and most tranquil I've ever felt in my life and I could never get there again. And you're kind <laughs> I of chasing that since nearly. I've done it once. I managed to do it once and I've never been. And, you know, while, I, while I, me- I, like, you know, as I've said, I meditate every day. Like I would probably meditate for between 40 minutes and an hour every day. Like I do one in the morning, one at night time before bed. Like, you know, and when you're when you're following that breath, you can you can quieten the mind down for literally a second or two. And then all of a sudden the mind wants to drag you off into something else like, oh, God, geez, I need to do this now today. And, you know, what do I need to do in work or whatever? But when you you read about people, you know, like who are very experienced meditators, like, you know, I spoke the last time about Ram Dass and I spoke about Alan Watts and all of these people. And they say over years of practice of meditation you know, you find your inner peace, you find that silence within yourself. Like, and that becomes, you know, I guess if you treat the brain like any other muscle in your body, the more the more you train it and the more you exercise it, you know, the stronger it's going to get and the more able you are to perform that, you know, to be able to perform that exercise, isn't it, like, you know? No, absolutely. And
0: mm-hmm. like the, the brain is... is- obviously it's not a muscle but mm. it, i think it obviously yeah, no, can only be it as, as an idea, yeah, of course. idea. Exactly, yeah, I'm yeah. only using it as in that. Um,
1: but I think you know you know, as I've said, I think I think meditation, yoga, flotation tanks, psychedelics, I think they're all just tools you know to help you with that like you know to help you expand your consciousness and quieten the mind and all of that but they're, they're all just tools to help you to get there like you know
0: well, here's one for you uh, and just before we go on to that the flotation mm. device that's a that's sen- sensory deprivation sensory that's, deprivation so you're yeah. with, typically with yoga you're, you're asked you know sit in a comfortable sitting mm. and you know you obviously couldn't meditate with a ton pack up your arse, basically <laughs> no, you know what I mean no, so you yeah, have to yeah. kind of get comfortable yeah and the sensory deprivation is basically that on steroids so you're you're yeah. literally floating the idea being Out that the there isn't your weight isn't all on your arse, basically yeah. it's it's yeah. equally dispersed throughout your entire body you're in complete darkness so there's no visuals to kind of distract you and yeah. so the more senses you can almost deprive yourself of yeah the easier it is to Quiet in your quiet mind. In the
1: mind and still the mind. Now, you know, with the, with the sensory depredation tanks, like you get in there and it's the water, the water is heated at, at body temperature and it's full of Epsom salts. So you're literally, you're literally floating on top of it. So it, it nearly, as you begin to meditate, you nearly feel like you're, there's no body so it's nearly like consciousness is out of the body, like it's nearly like an out of body experience really, like, you know, and it as you said it's, it's designed to do yes, that, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a closing off of the senses. So you as you said, it's in the dark, you can't hear anything, you know. There's there's none there's none of them sensory overload over overload going on like mm. you know so you're you're basically going into the mind if you can
0: and is there sound played at the
1: very beginning they play maybe well it's up to, uh, it's up to you to ask you whether you want music played in there or you know what what I think what most people kind of generally tend to do is you've maybe five minutes of this you know very relaxing kind of music happening and the music plays and then it just it. yeah then it just drifts out or whatever and then it's you trying to go inside yourself like you know yeah
0: because the, the, the fear I have is that all if if I had none of my senses mm. and I was in complete silence all you'd hear would be your stomach gurgling or the blood flowing through your ears because <laughs> yeah, you know. can't apparently yeah. the, there's a room somewhere I think it's an, it could be an MIT or in some mm. university in the States and oh, it's the yeah. quietest place yeah, on earth and yeah, I don't about, think anybody yeah. can bear yeah. any more than two minutes in yeah, it or something yeah, ridi- some yeah, ridiculously yeah, short yeah, space yeah, of time yeah, like, heard that room, um, yeah. here here's one for you now on the whole point of your mind thing and, and staying still and staying in the one place, I've never really been able to do that. Now again mm. I haven't really gone out of my way to do it. I, yeah. I tend to be quite a, a busy person yeah, especially yeah. now that like, there's no yeah. fucking hope of me doing yeah, yeah. any such meditative yeah. practice in the next yeah. six months I'm Not a hope of it. I've but just but too to start much. With on. Five
1: minutes, Fran, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, it's there's no there's nobody saying you need to do you need to do an hour of this every day I didn't start by doing An hour every day Like I started by doing You know A five minute practice Or a ten minute practice Like you know Yeah
0: know that, that, that makes sense mm. But w- Where I can get to A state of Being in the moment Say mm. Is When I'm out running Yeah yeah. Or I sparred recently For the mm. first time In a long time Yeah yeah I didn't. No, yeah. Sorry I didn't even spar I did a bit of um, yeah. Pad work
1: Right yeah yeah But it was yeah. kind of
0: Active pad work yeah. The guy um, That I was doing it with Said he wanted to, as the saying goes, keep me honest. Yeah, yeah you know yourself because yeah, yeah, you're. If yeah. it's just pads you're hitting, yeah, and yeah. you're not remotely afraid of a pad, yeah, coming back you or, in the mouth yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not really into it as yeah. much. Like, so that was that really got that just I don't know just reminded me of fucking yeah. how class and how in the moment mm. you absolutely have yeah, to be. Oh, big time. Uh, even yeah. like you know, he's by no means trying to you know yeah. knock me to the ground. No, or of course, anything like yeah, nothing but, like it. Yeah. But you're still you know. Mm. Everything's firing at the same yeah, time, and yeah. it's almost the exact opposite of quieting everything down. Mm. And the same when when I'm out running, I, I do a lot of cross country running. So yeah. every footstep, your your mm. your senses are on fucking yeah. red alert, like, mm. and you're in what's called flow. Yeah. In, a, in a state of flow. With the
1: present moment. That's in, what it is. The you're the in the moment. very present moment. You're not. The mind isn't thinking about the past, and it's not thinking about the future. The mind is only thinking about exactly or focused on exactly what you're doing in that present moment.
0: So what's the difference between a flow state, say, and, you know, quietening the mind and being... Because can you be in flow when you're in a sensory deprivation tank or when you've, you know, found peace and you can't hear or see or think or even you've you've drowned out all the thoughts and yeah. you are just kind of pure Yeah, yeah. so I wouldn't...
1: I would imagine they're different things because you know when I would when I would have heard a, f- a flow state described it would be where you know a, p- a process is happening where do you know like say some people would go into a flow state and write a song yeah or yeah. some people go into a flow state and maybe write a movie or you I when and this is my understanding of flow states I wouldn't be com- you know completely. Up to date on what you know a flow state is. Well, like, you you haven't
0: yeah a on any of my thoughts of what a flow state is so far anyway. So yeah, so by all means go on. Man. Yeah,
1: well I thought of fl- what a flow state was would be something like that, like when you are producing something. Like I, you know, as when I said I wrote the blog or whatever, it, it felt to me like something was flowing through me. Like yeah, I was yeah. just I was just writing what was coming through me or whatever, like you know. But I think. I think the meditative state is 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 a complete shutting down of the mind. There's no there's no thoughts coming out. There's no there's no you're not producing or doing anything. You're going into silence in the mind, you know, which is the which is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life like, you know.
0: On silence in your mind. That brings <coughs> me brings us into the idea of free will. Mm. Have you gone down the free will rabbit hole at all or
1: Yeah, I've heard I've heard little bits of um Sam Harris talk about how we don't have free will and different things like that, like, or it's his belief. But I've never, I've never got into it enough. I've never been interested enough to listen to it in depth, I suppose, like, you know, like I believe we free will, you know, so it's not something, maybe I should, maybe it is it is something that I should maybe do a little bit more it's, looking into. It's, it's certainly yeah. something you should look into, absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely believe, I definitely believe that we're, we're, we're highly influenced by, you know, our, you know, Our sensory inputs, like you know, the books we read or the films we watch, or you know, you know, name whatever it is. Like, you know, I definitely believe that we can become influenced by them things. Like, you know, but is that, but I still believe that, you know, I still believe that I made the choice to go out to the jungle and drink ayahuasca. Like, I don't think that, you know that was not an act of free will like you know but yeah, i could but, be wrong i you know but i don't it just, maybe it, know enough about
0: it 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 gets super super interesting and i don't yeah. really I, I i'm not educated in yeah. it enough to have a have an opinion one way yeah, or the other i think that's my
1: th- i would be either. i'd no.
0: highly recommend um sam harris's book waking up on it right couldn't recommend and yeah, to everyone yeah. listening could mm. not recommend it yeah. highly enough um, he has an audio book as well mm. which he narrates himself right. which I've listened to fucking 20 times right. yeah, I yeah. haven't listened to it recently actually mm. uh, I wish I had now given that this has come up because yeah. I, I might go into a bit more detail mm. but one of the one of the the arguments against free will are not not against free will but one of the one of the things that makes it such an interesting conversation is like you're who you are now mm. and you know you make your decisions and you yeah. you think you have free will mm. but then on the way home you're in a car crash and you get a bang in the back of the head mm. and you essentially come out of the hospital you know, a different person. Yeah, like your your personality is completely changed. Yeah, and now he goes into this in far more detail, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's that's the gist of it, right? With, you know, uh, or maybe a tumor. You might mm. get, you know, a, a blood clot or a tumor. or There might be yeah. pressure in a certain part of your brain of your brain. Yeah,
2: yeah, And you know,
0: all of a sudden, you think this meditation business is a load of bollocks, mm. and you just turn your back on your entire life mm. and you're a completely different person. Like this just happens. Yeah, yeah. All the fucking yeah, time. Yeah. Like. Sam um, Harris
1: is a big meditator. Massive. Yeah, like he taught the, on, the Bhagavad Gita that you yeah. mentioned earlier and yeah.
0: mindfulness and yeah, he's yeah. all about that. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. waking up, yeah. Um, again it's the the the, the giveaway is obviously in the name. It's yeah, the, this yeah. idea of kind of getting yeah. out of the
1: But Sam Harris is as far as I know is atheist, isn't he? Like you know, Yeah, he would yeah. be but
0: but again like he, he would have been one of the what's known as the, the kind of the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. or, the, or the anti-apocalypse who yeah, yeah. so was himself Dan Dennett Richard Dawkins yeah. and Christopher Hitchens Yeah. but out of the four of those guys uh, Sam Harris would always have spoken about you know spirituality mm. or the other guys had all kind of rolled their eyes new age fucking young mm. lad over here has gone on about fucking spirituality again like yeah um, so he he will be very very spiritual and, and talks right, talks yeah. openly about his experience with uh, with psychedelics. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. More more MDMA.
1: I think LSD as well. I think I LSD, remember, uh, MDMA and LSD yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: I don't ever remember him having taken. DMT yeah no I don't um, think so or, or done an ayahuasca ceremony yeah. and I don't know why not actually. yeah because that would no, fit I that puzzle yeah, perfectly I, like.
1: because th- I, the last time I heard him speaking about LSD he had spoken about how he'd had an awful lot of experiences on LSD and then on his very last LSD experience he t- like took a boat out into the middle of a lake and dosed yes. himself on a high dose of LSD and in some dodgy country too <laughs> out, had a freak out on it like you know and again I I I believe that the the LSD experience, which you know, again as we said, it's synthesized masculine, like it's, it's a, a man, it's a man produced copy, like you know. I believe that the the, the 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 mushrooms, which are which are natural, like they're they're grown from nature, like you know, and I believe that they're alive. When you take, well, as you found out yourself, like when <laughs> you take the mushroom, when you take the ayahuasca. It's alive, like it's 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 not like an LSD experience, which seems, to me, it's always felt chemically. Anytime I've done LSD, and I've had amazing experiences on LSD. I, you know, I think that LSD is very good for introspection on your life, like you know. And I think that's why psychologists were having, you know, like Stanislav Grof and um um oh what's his name? Oh, I can't think of it, but these psychologists uh, Carl Jung and uh, people like that they were having amazing you know beneficial experiences with LSD but to me it's not quite the same as taking one of the plant medicines which feel alive like But I guess what I'm trying to say is that you know the LSD works psychologically like you know but it doesn't seem to give you the direct experience with god like you know it doesn't seem to give you that you know experience that it's a, it's alive the visuals don't feel alive within it like you know yeah, no, i think that's the difference between the two i
0: i would find a a comparison there between um cannabis say, and alcohol mm. i f- i find alcohol to be i don't know just it <sighs> There's something very man-made about mm, it in comparison it's chemically, to it, feels it, is, chemically, yeah, doesn't it? it like, is, yeah, it is, and time, yeah. and with, with, I've never taken DMT. Mm. Maybe maybe you'll be able to uh, enlighten me on this a little. But DMT can be distilled in a lab, but mm. we produce it in our in our, in brain. our brains anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. like, would you have found? DMT the the DMT experiences that you've had and I don't mean the ayahuasca experience yeah, I mean yeah, the, the smoking of, smoking of DMT. yeah did you find that as kind of chemical well, or, or man made is, is it's it's it's
1: not it's not that it's man made you're still like with the with the DMT experience what you're taking is is you're taking the bark of the mimosa tree and there's there's plenty of different trees kind of and different kind of um Living organisms that you can do this with, like some grasses. There's, you know, barks of different. Oh, there's thousands of grasses that you can get DMT from. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm trying to say is that you know, when you when you make DMT, you make it from. If you take the mimosa bark, you break down you break down the particles within the the bark of the mimosa. So you put it through a process, but you're still you're still using something that's natural you know, where, where the LSD is made by combining different chemicals together. There's nothing... But the, the, DM, nothing the DMT that on. you've smoked, mm.
0: presumably, unfortunately, it was probably bought from a from a drug dealer, say. Yeah. So, like, that stuff's been cooked up in a lab, surely. That's not coming from the bark of any tree. Oh, no, it is, yeah. No, oh, that's, really? That's Have they not synthesised
1: No, 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 it's not synthesised. That's, that's the difference. That's why, you know, with, with, with DMT, you get... You, it's a process you put it through you you get the mimosa which is the bark and you put it in I think it's with nearly with a lighter fluid. And as they you put them in together, right, and the 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 lighter fluid extracts the DMT from the bark of
0: the tree. Yeah, so it's thinner, isopropyl alcohol or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something wrong. So it.
1: yeah, so it's so what it does is it separates it and then you would use kinda of, you would use a syringe then to take out that top layer which is containing the DMT and the lighter fluid and you'll then put it on a plate. And as you as you put it on the plate, like any lighter fluid, whether it's, you know, white spirits or petrol or anything, space like that, mm. over time it evaporates, doesn't it? Like, you know, and what you're left with then is the DMT on the plate. Like, so you're left with, so you've taken that from the bark and that's what you're left with. You're only using the chemical to extract the DMT and then the chemical is evaporated off and you're left with the DMT crystals on a
0: plate. But surely it can be it can be synthesized if that's it even the right can. term. It probably I, I think can, it kind but of any of
1: the DMT I would have used would have been would have been done from the bark of the mimosa tree in Australia. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I there is there's two different types of DMT as well. There's there's five M E O DMT and then there's oh excuse, what's the name? N something, whatever the second one is. Maybe the second one is done through a chemical experience, but the uh, the only one I the only DMT experiences I would have had would have been from the extract of the bark and you know they they the tribes over in the amazon and that like they they would have um instead of smoking dmt they would have taken the bark right and they would have crushed it down into a powder form and they literally they literally got these long tubes so the tubes would be that length and they'd literally put About the tube, two meters nearly yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> they put that they put the, the end of the tube up your nose right and they'd literally get the dmt at the end of the tube and it'd go up your nose and they'd Blue like a As, blow, like a pipe, blow like. pipe yeah and they'd blow it right and it'd shoot up your nose and that would be and then all of a sudden you'd be having the, you'd be straight into a DMT experience like you know
0: and sorry they're firing what they're still crystals up your nose or no
1: they've they've literally broken down the bark they've broken down oh, the so bark oh so the actual yeah, physical bark yeah I, think to so. A, so I like a dust saw. almost so yeah to a dust it's almost
0: yeah. it's almost like yeah. snorting it but yeah, in, an in an extreme way in an extreme
1: way like they're Fuck. pushing it off the nose like, and they found they've found things dating back thousands of years like you know uh, they what i'm talking they've they found the uh, the tubes for kind of blowing it up your nose like they found them um, that dating back thousands of years like right, so that's yeah, how long yeah. they've been using these for like you know
2: yeah
0: that's the bottom of another fucking rabbit hole i know yeah <laughs> of course day 4 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you you wake up day 4 presumably feeling kind of semi euphoric you know having had the experience the night before yeah. or, or are again, you up all again, night I'm, or what way does this yeah, work
1: yeah again I was you know as I said like I wasn't sleeping much out there like you know I'd kind of everyone else would be asleep and everyone would be waking up maybe around 7 or 8 in the morning and sure I'd only be I'd only be the medicine would only be wearing off me as it started to get bright like you know so I'd then be up there'd be a flower bath then later in the day which would be kind of cleaning of the energies and then maybe in the the evening time you know we'd all have dinner together and you know um, Rack would be kind of giving just different kind of talks just you know on consciousness and different experiences and all of that kind of stuff like and usually around again 7 or 8 o'clock that night like I'd that would be the time I'd sleep like I was always up nearly for from 6 o'clock one morning right through till maybe 7 o'clock the following evening and then I'd fall asleep around 7 or 8 and I'd be back up at 7 the next morning or it could even be later and then I'd be, I'd be back up at 7 the next morning preparing myself to drink ayahuasca again Like and oh. to,
0: to remind people that have forgotten and to, to tell people who haven't caught the first one you were doing uh, a ceremony one day mm. and then not the no next day the next and then day. another ceremony Yeah, so you yeah. had that next day to mm. basically you know go to bed at seven or eight o'clock that yeah. evening it's not as if everyone else is on their next ayahuasca oh, no, ceremony no, I so yeah I so you get your na- you get your night's sleep
1: and, yeah your night's sleep and then okay. the next day would have been you know up breakfast preparing yourself for the flower baths and you know a bit of a you know just chilling out for the day really like you know or we you know as i said we would have been doing the, the the steam room kind of thing you know and as you know not room really it's kind of just made out of you know the leaves off trees really like you yeah hot hot yeah hot kind of thing like you know. so you
0: have a, a chilled out day. Mm. How were you like tr- throughout the day again? Were you you know walking ten feet off the ground or like did you feel enlightened oh, yeah, or, you're, or what? Yeah,
1: like? you felt oh it was just incredible. Like the feeling I was having was incredible. And then there was of course, you know, you know, it was all of this real kind of thing at times. You know that's how that's how you're feeling, but yeah when everyone's there and you know there's a lot of talking going on every every, every day as well the next day after ceremony there would be everyone would go up, to, go up to the Maloka and we'd all share our experiences so everyone would be sitting around in a circle and we'd kind of share our experiences and you know Rack was there and you know, Rack is an amazing person to do this with, like, you know, because Rack was kinda of shown, you know, would would have a very good understanding of the medicine. Rack in a way is is, is a shaman himself really, like, you know, And, I and believe... this is
0: sorry, this is the guy that you would have liaised with in the first place yeah, before you came yeah, over. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Rack is the facilitator who organises the groups to go out there, like, you know, and through his experiences out there with the medicine and all of that kind of stuff, like he is amazing wisdom and all of these things, like, and he would be helping people to kinda you know, there's so much going on. It it's it's a lot it's a lot to try and process, like, you know, and Rack was absolutely incredible at helping people to process what was going on during their experience and you know, and what their experience that they were having, like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was a chilled out enough day for you, yeah. day four.
1: Yeah, day four. So You
0: get a bit of kip then mm. that night. Yeah, and yeah. And then day five you're yeah. you're up. Europe, yeah, and more baths, more yeah, more
1: of the, more of the, you know, the the, the use of the apacho, and then there was different, there was different ceremonies with a with a mud bath, and as the mud dries, and you, yeah, you know, you're not, you can't take the the mud off till it cracks right, it cracks off, you like, you know, and that's a kind of a. Um, I suppose you know a metaphor for you know a rebirth so you're you're being mm. reborn out there in the jungle like you know well, it's like healing a, you and it's re, it's rebirthing you out there like you know
0: almost like an insect sheds its mm, exoskeleton exactly yeah, kind of, yeah. It's you previous, know, you're
1: shedding your previous life yeah, your previous baggage like, a, a you know, baptism of sorts yeah exactly that exactly
0: that like you know and okay so you have your mud back then on day 4 so this Five, is Ceremony
1: four? 4 Yeah Ceremony 4 Which is probably on day 8 I guess you're saying
0: Of your 11 days Of the okay. 11 days Like you know So yeah. the same thing then again Yeah 7 or 8 o'clock seven As it gets dark He's yeah. all get gathered to, these are all, to the Maloka. Yeah. yeah You all have your, your mattress Or your, yeah. your spot on the floor Yeah um, More ayahuasca
1: Yeah so You know With, with, with day 4 I kind of decided that You know As I said, in in day three, it turned out that, you know, I was out there to heal for somebody else. So I kind of thought to myself, you know, why why not, you know, why not try and maybe heal for somebody else that I know? And there's somebody else in my life that, you know, has has suffered from depression from a very young age, depression and anxiety, you know, so I kind of thought, you know, why don't I keep that person in my intention? Like, you know, so that's exactly what I done. So I went up and I was drinking my ayahuasca and, um... Drank the ayahuasca, kept that person in my intention or whatever, and kind of back down to my mat or whatever. And I suppose as the as the ceremony begins to take place, I again, I I got very quickly kind of told to to you know it's it's time to go out and purge, like you know. So it was you know that feeling again or whatever. So I went out to the toilet again and I was literally it was all coming through me again, like you know this this massive monster purging, like you know, and I was. You know, I was trying to keep that. I was keeping that person in my intention and asking for healing for that person, and you know, all of them things. So I kind of came out to the toilet, and I myself and John Healy seem to spend an awful lot of time out on the, on the kind of I suppose you know a porch. It's where the, it's where the toilets are. So you have the Maloka, which is the circular building, and you come out through these wooden this this wooden walkway, and either side, then you've got toilets and stuff like that. Like you know, so John will be out there because you know. I, I, I can't talk enough about you know John Healy and what he done for me out there like you know he without him out there I certainly couldn't have dealt with the experiences I was having out there he was yeah he he is a friend for life as I would always say to him that we're fr- we've are we been pre- friends in many lives before and we'll be friends in many lives again like without him I couldn't have dealt with out there what I was dealing with he was always there to put an arm around me when things got tough and to help me through them situations like you know and We'd always end up out there, and we'd be sharing our experiences and all of that kind of stuff. And I remember, I remember on the on the fourth night, we were out there and we were we were talking, you know. And you know, we, we could hear Matilda inside, and she's singing these healing echoes or whatever. And all of a sudden, I got, you know, my, my eyes shut. Like I could, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like you know, and again, you know, I got, I got absolutely transported again, again. I keep saying that it's through these dimensions, but that's what you seem to, you know, travel through or whatever. Like, you know, it seems like you leave the body and you travel through these dimensions. And it came again to 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 this light and it was absolutely blinding once again, like, you know, and I'd again I, I'm I'm standing on this balcony and I'm I'm rattling, like I'm holding on for dear life, like, you know, and It's even more intense than, you know, the night before when I was sitting on the steps, like, you know, and again, I can only, I can only describe it as, as pure love, pure understanding, pure forgiveness, pure, you know, it was all of them things that, you know, so many of the prophets and so many of them people speak about, like, at at the base of all of them things, it's, it's always love, it's always unconditional love. That's what, you know, Jesus' message was, that's what, you know, you know, Buddha's messages was, that's what Bob Marley's message was. It's God is unconditional love. He, he the only person that judges you at the end of your life is you. God is not there to judge you, God is not there why would God judge himself and I say him, because he's not either, but why would God judge itself for an experience it's having in a game? and that's what I think where Christianity kind of that's you know why I lost you know as a a kid I would have been brought up in church and stuff like that like and I I could never understand this idea of sin I could never understand this idea you know that God wants to judge and punish you like you know we it's not like we came here and we were given a you know a, a map of how to live this life like you know so i I don't believe in sin, I don't believe that there's a God up there judging you or He's look with a list of things of you know that you've done in your life or that like I don't believe like God is unconditional love
0: but you you, you don't know. believe in a God outside of yourself anyway, do you Do you know the kind of way that God is kind of internal, so the idea that there's a God out there judging you for good or bad. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Well, again, again, and I, go, I would go back to you know, and this is where I, I would say that the Hindu, Hinduism, and that are are maps of consciousness and stuff like that. Like they, they would believe in in a heaven and a hell, but the heaven and hell is only part of. Maya, it's only part of the illusion, like, you know, everything has to have its opposite. So there is a heaven and there is a hell, like, you know, and but outside of all of that is God and God, God is it all. Yeah, sorry, so yes. So he yes. He is it all. Or, and I keep saying he like I and that's probably goes back to, you know, just conditioning of the mind, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he, I, I don't believe God is he or she. In fact, it's probably both at the same time. It's it's everything. It's it's he and she is what God is. It's pure consciousness, like you know. So, I suppose. What I suppose. What were we saying? I suppose. Sorry,
0: you had said that. um, (coughs) What was it about Christianity and how you don't think that... suppose sin. Yes, sin, yes, exactly, sin yes. and things
1: like that. Like I don't, I don't believe in sin. I believe that life is all just a series of lessons. That life is just lessons. You're here to grow and evolve your soul. That that's what you're here to do. Like you know. So yeah. I suppose you ask me, do I believe in a god outside of yourself? But you know, I believe, I believe the soul. And the best analogy I've ever heard it described is, is that your soul is the exact same as a wave in an ocean. So, it in on appearance the wave is an entity within itself, isn't it? Like, we call it a wave, but in in the in the grand scheme of things, it's still the ocean, isn't it? Like, you know, and your wave, you are like a wave. Your soul is like a wave that comes up, it experiences, and then it literally crashes back into the ocean of God.
0: Yeah, so the, the wave in that analogy is... Is the soul? Uh, is a life?
1: Yeah, is a li- well. It's many lives. It's the soul. The soul that you know incarnates in many lives to learn the lessons that it needs to learn to evolve, to return back into the ocean. Yes. So when you know when I say a God outside myself, there's 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 a God outside my soul in a way, but my soul will eventually return back into that God. Yes, it's, it's
0: all the one thing. It's all the one thing, like
1: essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I I suppose we I was saying that that's what that's what my vision was showing me i was seeing i was seeing what i can only describe as just pure consciousness pure pure love and understanding and forgiveness and all of them things like and i'm i'm standing there and i'm actually rattling i thought i thought i was about to implode i thought this is it now i'm i'm not coming back out of this like you know i'm 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 gone like too deep yeah the soul is not the soul is about to merge back into god like and isn't coming back like you know and I was begging it, I was saying, look, please, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to go. It was kind of what I was saying, like, I was there going, I'm not ready to go, like, this is too much, like, you know. And literally just like that, it just, it was as if something was listening and it just began, you know, began to ease away and the the, the visions began, you know, began to um slow down, I guess is the word. They became the intensity, you know, very quickly kinda came out of him or whatever and when I opened my eyes Rack was standing there actually holding me up and I didn't I didn't know like you know I when when this all began I was standing with my hands on, on the balcony in like, full you know control, like yeah. in full control of everything and all of a sudden it went to there like and Rack I opened my eyes and Rack was standing there and Rack looked at me and said I'm actually sitting in that Maloka and he says, I don't know what or who told me but something told me I needed to come out here and catch you
0: catch you as catch in he, he you would have fucking, what, fallen to gone. your death I was gone I thought
1: I was gone I thought like I had I was at the point where I actually thought my body was collapsing but I wasn't moving I was still I was still standing like you know but what I didn't realise and I didn't realise till I came out that I probably had collapsed and Rack had, had caught me like you know that the only thing that was holding me up was Rack the only thing that was holding my body up was Rack and he said to me he says I don't know what or who told me but something inside and in that Maloka told me that I needed to
0: come out and catch you and so what he he came out of the Maloka and he's he, he's he's under the influence as well. Yeah, he's so under the influence of alcohol. I- he he as comes well. out, he sees you standing. Yeah, are, sorry, are you on a ledge? Or? I'm just
1: standing on like a wooden wooden walkway. Okay, a wooden walkway that's kind of that's housed either side with just you know wooden barriers like. You know, and,
0: and as he approached you, you collapsed essentially, I and he caught yeah,
1: you. Yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah, that's well. All that's I know is that I. Yeah, all I know is that I opened my eyes and he was holding me up, and he and. Uh, Healy was the other side of me and I just was like and he just looked at me and he says I don't know what or who told me but something told not to come out and catch you fuck
0: yeah and then so you're the tree you're presumably still kind of heavily under oh, the influence oh heavily at this stage. under the influence of the Ayahuasca so back to the Maloka
1: um, well we were out there kind of just you know talking more and just you know I was telling them about the experience I was having like in he was saying that's that's pure consciousness. Like he says what you're experiencing there is is, you know, for want of a better word, God like. That's that's what you know what that is. It's it's the it's the creator of the universe like, you know, it's the creative energy of the universe was what I experienced, is what he told me, what he would have reckoned it was, like, you know.
0: And do you think that you, like, I I think I know you you do, do you think that that state can be achieved through meditation, say, or...
1: I think that's the end state of meditation. That's the goal. That's the goal of meditation, and I think that's the same goal that Buddha talked about, like, the Buddha talked about, you know, nirvana. I think that that's the state of nirvana that the Buddha talked about, I think it's that complete oneness with the universe and a complete understanding that you know consciousness is is at its very essence is unconditional love and it's unconditional bliss and I think that's where we all return to and I think what you're doing when you're meditating and when you're you're using all of these tools is that you're you're practicing you're practicing for that final merging back into the oneness of the universe like you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Um so that's like how quick into the or how long into the ceremony is this so you're this was
1: yeah, this was again like time seems you know, time seems so hard. But I'd been out there and as I said, I was kinda you know, I was holding in my my intention that person who um you know, I said I'd suffered from depression and anxiety and all of that, like, you know. So I was out there doing an awful lot of purge and that seemed to go on for maybe an hour or two and then you know different people like when me and john were out there you know one of the one of the reasons i guess that we seemed to go out there was because when people are coming out to purge and the toilet they're going through horrendous times like you know and what me and john would be out there and we would be really there for them like you know usually john like i john has the safest pair of arms in the world like John's like a big bear like you know and <laughs> these these women who you know I said are like my own mam's age and people they would never even drank in their life and they've come out and they're having these experiences and they'd, they'd come out of the maloca and they'd fall into John's arms and he'd they he'd be holding them up they'd be absolutely crying their heart out and I would be talking to them about their experience like you know and I would be talking, and John would be holding them, and we were, we were out there. I guess helping people is is the only way I could describe it. Like you know, and how they have described it to me, I suppose, is what we were doing out there. Like you know,
0: is that too much too soon for people generally? Do you think for someone who's never you know drank or never been under the influence of anything to go from you know sobriety their whole life to that level of intensity? Like is no, that, I is, don't think so well, because that, I
1: think all them, all them people that came out of there afterwards said that that was absolutely transformed their life like and changed their life for the better like by, you know they went out there you know believing in something they'd never believed in before like you know and they'd they'd found amazing healing out there. Them they say the medicine will only ever give you the experience that you can handle, you know that's that's what they say with ayahuasca like ayahuasca will only ever give you the experience you can handle. And that's not to say that people don't, you know, people don't go very deep within their experiences and what might seem at the time like you're not able to handle, again, as I said, when, when you know, as the process happens over, you know, weeks and months afterwards, you begin to find that that's where the biggest lessons you learned and that's where the most benefit came from. While, although it was hard and very challenging at times, that's where you grew the most.
0: Yeah, you, you had to kind of face your demons. Face basically. your demons, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I exactly think that's what that.
0: that's we kind of spoke about at the outset. I was mm. facing my demons mm. two months before we, yeah, yeah. you know, jumped in the plane. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I suppose the reason that I asked, is it, is it too much of a leap, Um, is because, like, you wouldn't bring... And I know alcohol probably, is probably a bad analogy mm-hmm. to use, but, like, he... I Suppose what I was thinking was if you wanted somebody to experience alcohol, you wouldn't give them a liter bottle of, of Jemison or something, yeah, so of kind course. Of way. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But of course, that they're yeah. obviously two very, very different yeah, things, yeah. But here's one for you I can think of a number of people who I think that, let's say, cannabis might be very beneficial for, mm. and ayahuasca, yeah, and maybe even just smoking DMT. Mm. But let's say if, the, if there's five people that I think I would love them to do it, yeah, or need it more than most, say. yeah, yeah there the five people that will be the last people I'd recommend it to because the reason I think that they need it more than anyone mm. is because their you know their life is in disarray or yeah. their you know their their grip on reality isn't mm. what it,
2: what should, it be. should be or could mm. be or you would
0: like it to be yeah um so on one hand they're definitely the people that should go out and do it immediately mm. Yeah. but on the other hand I'm not I'm sure as fuck not going to be the person to that advises them, them to <laughs> yeah, or to yeah, bring them to yeah
1: yeah, but again, you know, as as I said in the last podcast, um, you this plant calls you out there. That's what the shamans will tell you. You get a call and go out there to that jungle. You get a call and go out, by the medicine, to go out there and to participate in these healing experiences. That's what the shamans will tell you. You know, they believe that, as I said, that the plant has a spirit,
0: and the spirit of that
1: plant calls you out there for
0: healing. I, there's something about that that I don't really get I don't think um, or that I'm sceptical of I mean how were you to have got that calling before the internet say do you know what I mean like yeah, how, if, how I, were you to, if like, I
1: hadn't have, if I hadn't have heard if I hadn't have heard about it well pretty much Yeah, I I remember years ago that I seen a documentary on television about ayahuasca and I remember talking then. I was only, I was only seventeen or eighteen, and I remember thinking, me and Dermot, my best mate, were there. I was there going, I definitely like to do that kind but, of thing. But like, but jump know. back
0: before television then. Mm. Don't go before but, internet. Yeah. Go before te- do you know that kind of way yeah. before? Like how are you how are you going to get a calling from anything with no exposure to it? Yeah.
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. No. I, I certainly understand what you're saying or whatever, but I think. You know, I think as, as ayahuasca becomes a lot more mainstream now, more and more people seem to be getting a call into it. Like, you know, like Dennis and Terence McKenna, you know, and Gordon Wasson, people like that, they all they all went out in the in the 50s and the 60s and they ended up in, you know, Peru or they ended up in Mexico and they ended up in them places and they would say that they got called out there, like, you know. Yeah. So for, for the plant to come back into our consciousness, somebody had to be the first to kind of, you know, had to be the first to kind of bring it back out into the mainstream didn't they like you know and they would say that they feel they got called to go out there like you know and what they actually went out you know what they went out there looking for was they'd heard of these plant medicines and it wasn't maybe necessarily ayahuasca that they ended up or that they thought they were going out there looking for. They went looking for other kind of plants, and this is what they came across. Like you know,
0: yeah, they were searching for something, something, and it happened, it happened and it happened, it happened, and it happened, and to, it happened to
1: turn out to be ayahuasca.
0: Yeah, so let's say like I'm, I have someone in mind now. I obviously mm. won't mention a name or that, but they're... and I'll take it away from the person that I'm thinking of because I'm going to use somebody that a lot of people listening I'm sure can can associate Mm. with maybe maybe it's the person that's listening themselves yeah but if it's not the person listening themselves it's somebody that everyone listening presumably knows Mm. has lost their their way in life to the point that let's say they're they're depressed just take your kind of standard Mm. depressed person lost hope with life Mm. and, and all the rest of it um like would you recommend that they you know get in a plane basically
1: Yeah, you know, again, as I said to you, if if they if they listen to this and they begin to get, you know, strong feelings towards that, then maybe that's, you know, that's their calling to go out there. Like maybe they were meant to hear this podcast. Maybe they were meant to hear some of the podcasts, you know, on Joe Rogan, like I heard. You know, that's where I began. As I said, I'd seen that documentary first and that was when I was 17 or 18 and then heard nothing of it till I began to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast again. And the more I began to hear about it, the more I began to research it, like, you know, the more I began to to look into what exactly it was. I'm always stressing, you need to do your homework on these things. Like you know psychedelics are not for everybody, and I'm certainly not saying that they're for everybody, but if you if you get that calling, if you begin to hear what we're talking about or if you listen to other podcasts and you hear what them people are talking about, and it kind of resonates with you and you begin to get that calling, well, then you know why not like you know maybe you are getting that calling to go out there
0: yeah no 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 absolutely and i I've struggled with the idea of whether or not um antidepressant drugs are a, are a good thing so mm. um and i've always kind of leaned towards them you know not 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 being ideal to put it mildly mm. but i heard on it again and I, I i'm conscious of over repeating the man's name but i've heard peterson say mm. on on um on antidepressants if somebody's suicidal yeah take all the antidepressants in the yeah. fucking world oh yeah, yeah and take them immediately
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: Because you know, if it's fucking suicide or Mm. antidepressants, that should be a fucking easy choice. Absolutely. So
1: But what what you know is you know, as the science is coming out now from, you know, the John Hopkins Society and the the work that MAPS is doing and um the Assilian Institute and different places like that, like as 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 the as the the evidence is coming out to support the fact that these are having amazing effects for people with depression, post traumatic stress disorder, addictions, all of these kind of things. As we get more and more evidence and the good science is coming out, we're beginning to see that these are cures for these mental illnesses and mental diseases like and you know it I always I always you know think back of I remember reading um a thing that he was he was the guitar he was the guitarist for um, Van Morrison and he, one of the things I read, he, he was speaking about how he had suffered from depression all his life and how he was using, you know, very, very strong um, antidepressants and things like that but he went out and drank ayahuasca in the jungle and, you know, he had an experience out there that kind of, I think it was something along the lines of um, he got shown the part of himself that was the depression and he got shown how it had affected his life and why it had affected his life. And he was basically told that he had to make peace with that the depression because the depression was a part of him. So, you know, within the ceremony, he made peace with that thing. And he says he came out there and never took an antidepressant again. Never, never, ever had depression again. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I've heard kind of similar stories. and I've, I've never heard the story of... Um, and like the, with the amount of people that have done these ceremonies at this stage, you'd, you'd imagine it'd be well documented if, mm. if, if it kind of existed. But you never hear the story of the mother who says, "You know, don't do this. My son mm. did it, and he was never the same again, and, yeah, and not yeah. in a good way." Do you know yeah. that kind of way? Well,
1: what 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 the you know what what the shamans are you know for you know the querendeiros, what they would say is that you know if if like certainly most certainly there are some people who have gone out there and had um what's the word I'm looking for where you know I guess where where their mind goes like you know but what what they would say and what you know I think what the science is now beginning to show psychotic episodes that's the word I'm looking for so what the science is now beginning to show on that is is that if what what, what we're finding with these people that are having these psychotic episodes on psychedelics that they would have been prone to psychotic episodes at different stages of their life and what was what would have happened if they hadn't have taken the psychedelic that that massive meltdown might have happened 10 years down the line or 15 years down the line but what the psychedelic kind of does then is it, it literally induces the psychotic episode that would have eventually happened anyway but brings it on quicker
0: and is this like an irreversible psy- uh, psychotic episode no I don't think so or is I it, think, it's just it's yeah. just a, a, an ex- a bad experience say
1: oh well it, it can last it can last a long time like it can when like, like,
0: can, can you say like, a long
1: time well I suppose till you get the proper help for it like you know till you get the proper help and this is why again I stress that you need to be with an experienced querandero you need to be with somebody that's from a good lineage that knows and has worked with these plants over you know numbers of years like Percy uh, my uh, querandero he has been using uh, ayahuasca, he began to be taught in the use of with the plant medicines from fourteen years of age and he's forty now and he comes from a lineage of master shamans. His grandfather was a master shaman who taught him how to become that
0: shaman, like you know yeah, But but so, again getting back to where I kind of started with this I I think that people with psychedelics in general mm-hmm. say I think that if you've got a good firm grasp on your your mental health mm-hmm. say and you're you're in control and yeah. you're you know, maybe you've especially if you've been in dark places yeah. before and you've come through that and yeah, you're the stronger yeah. forward, let's yeah. say, that I have. Yeah, um, I would recommend people with that kind of mental fortitude, say, should absolutely experiment with, with mm, psychedelics yeah. in the right set and setting and yeah. do your research and all and the And low
1: dose, like, again, you know, as I said last time. Oh no, low you know, doses, absolutely. Low, low dosage, like the, di- the difference between a medicine and a poison is dosage. Absolutely. So that's why you go to somebody who knows and has had these experiences before, who knows the right amount to take, who knows, you know, what a mild dose and a strong dose is and the difference between the two, like, you know, I you know, again, I really want to stress that these things need to be Used in a in a very mature way, like it's not just go in there and throw handfuls of mushrooms into you, like you yeah, know, you throw caution to, to the wind. Exactly, you need to be with somebody who has experience in these plants.
0: But again, the, the, I suppose that the point that I'm labouring to make is the people that I would say, like uh, there's a a friend of mine, Colin Paul, mm. and Paul will be similar to myself. He struggled with his mental health in the past, but he's yeah. come through it. He's a stronger for it. Mm. and he's you know he really has a good handle on things yeah, and you know, yeah. Paul's a really together person mm. and you know he's in a stable relationship has been for a long time yeah. you know runs his own business mm. and you know has a lot of you know a lot yeah. of positives and has his has his house in order so yeah, I'd say here Paul you want to fucking go down the psychedelics mm. route yeah. immediately because yeah, yeah. there's really good lessons to be learned mm. but and I'd say, I'd say that to this hypothetical Paul person in mm. a heartbeat but he probably needs he doesn't need it yeah do you know what kind of yeah. I but there are people out there that I see who fucking desperately need mm, it yeah but they're exactly the type of people I wouldn't recommend do it yeah yeah, yeah. because there's so much fucking turmoil in their life yeah yeah so do you yeah. see the the, the kind of yeah. the dichotomy that's there yeah, the people yeah, who I really yeah. think should fucking go and do it yeah. are nearly the last people I would recommend do go and do it
1: yeah yeah i i again i I speak about you know you get a call into these things like you know, and I think you know that is the thing with psychedelics and i think when when somebody has maybe a very bad experience on a psychedelic, it might be the you know a built in fail safe in the psychedelic that kind of pushes you away that says you know if you're not ready for this experience, then it you know you mightn't have the most enjoyable experience on it if you haven't done the the prior work to it, like you know if you if you haven't done the research if you haven't you know, looked at what you're getting into, like you know, I think maybe there is that kind of thing in it, but again, I I can only you know I can only speak from my own experience, and I can only speak from what the you know the science that is coming out on it now, and it's saying that you know it's not having like back back in the 60s we were told these are things that can send you mad and all of that kind of stuff like but there there the science is now beginning to find that what it's working on is the neural pathways and the neurotransmitters in your brain and it's actually repairing these kind of transmissions you know so i you know again i believe done in the right set and the right setting with an ex, with an experienced person these can bring out very positive experiences for people, like, you
0: know... Oh, no, and again, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd agree with you. I've, I've had mm. them with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sold on the whole use of psychedelics mm. to treat, you know, PTSD yeah, and yeah. depression and, and all yeah. sorts, even, even addiction, like, f- yeah. from everything from nicotine Smoking, to alcohol yeah. to, to heroin yeah. and, you mm. know, everything above and below it. But again, there's just a there's an aversion for me to recommend them to people who don't have that kind of same stability in their life. Mm. I and mean, the the ironic thing is that the Probably the people who fucking most desperately need yeah, it, yeah, Do you know, like in a way, it's just it's a yeah. It's a but weird I think one.
1: you know, again, as I said, I think you'll find your way to it if it's meant for you. I think if it, if this is the path that's meant for you, you'll find your way towards it. Like
0: you know, yeah. And almost getting back to um, what we were mentioned briefly earlier, this idea of instinct, mm. this idea that you innately will know whether or not yeah. this is a good idea or a yeah, bad idea. Yeah, 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 And if you're if you're if you're yeah. think, if you put enough kind of thought into it. Mm. You will come to the right decision. Yeah. your your yeah. your past life experience, mm, for want exactly. of a better term, will kind of yeah. guide you yeah. in, the, in the right direction. Yeah.
1: And there, you know, you know, the, the psychedelics. It's it's not that easy. Like you know, could you could you name me three people like I got you psychedelics? Like you know, could you name me three people like I got you? You know, mushrooms or ayahuasca? Like there there's an awful lot of planning, and if you know, if it's something you're only half heartedly. Getting into if you're thinking about going over to Peru, as soon as you start looking it up and you realise that there's flights and there's accommodation and then there's you know paying for your ceremony, if you're only kind of half-heartedly thinking of it, you'll probably very quickly like ah maybe I'll just do something else, wouldn't you like? You know. Yeah, no, that
0: that's very true. They're not right? easy.
1: It's not like you can just go downtown, buy mushrooms, and come back up and just try and have that experience. It takes a certain. There's a certain amount of effort to 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 find somebody who's you know able to have that shamanic experience with you or, or that, you know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And mm. I think if if you find yourself in, let's say if you're of the mindset that you would like to do this yeah, and then you get the opportunity to do it. You know, some someone at a party goes, do you want to fucking share a bag of this? Yeah, yeah. If you have looked into it, you should know that that's not the experience exactly, that you're looking for. Exactly, that. Like if, if, it, yeah, if it happens of off the cuff, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. And yeah. again... If for no if for no other reason you miss the benefits of setting the date. Mm,
1: exactly, exactly. Which is where I, I would argue the, the yeah. majority
0: of the benefit I got from our experience yeah, came from yeah, was yeah, in the yeah. the period from setting the date. Yeah, the lead up to to it. you know yeah. to the date happening. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But um aside from the ayahuasca and the DMT and the LSD, we're not missing anything, are we? Are, like, is there other... What are the psychedelics? Like, there's well, cannabis, in you, ones, yeah, cannabis in its edible form.
1: Yeah, cannabis in its edible form. You've got, you know, you've got LSD, you've got peyote, you've got... I'm sorry, what's peyote?
0: What's peyote, peyote, the would
1: be, peyote? would be masculine. Masculine, okay. Yeah, and that's what, say, the Native Americans would have used. In Africa, you've got the Boiti tribe, and they would use ibogaine. Sorry, iboga. Ibogaine is the... Is the synthesized version of it that they're now using for with incredible uh, results in treating addictions and things like that? Like, okay, you know, so you know, and it's a full blown psychedelic, it's a full blown, the, the iboga is a full blown psychedelic. I'm not a hundred percent sure if the ibogaine is a, is okay. a full blown psychedelic, like you know,
0: but it acts on the same neural pathways or whatever yeah, else, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think we spoke about this in the first podcast the danger of distilling down natural substances to. Uh, almost man-made substances mm. that you're missing the kind of yeah. the, spirit the spirit of the I plant exactly. as you called it yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah. that like you're you're missing out on the spirit and the spirit is the most important part of the healing like you know
0: yeah and again you, you kind of I can you can probably see yourself <coughs> how you would lose people with that kind of oh, language oh absolutely and yeah. as you do lose me slightly yeah
1: yeah I yeah, know I understand that yeah I know for sure but again having, after having the experience I understand how alive it is up there like I understand you know how that, how alive that experience is and a spirit is the only word that we can use really isn't it for an entity that lives outside of matter
0: yeah no no absolutely and, and other you know transcending other dimensions mm. is another term yeah. that you've used and, yeah. and other people use and what gives I suppose a certain amount of credibility to, to what you say and how you say it is that I've heard not the same story, but very similar stories. Yeah, and yeah. everybody talks mm. about yeah. how the language fails them. and yeah, how, yeah. You, Especially when you're smoking DMT, that mm. you get kind of blasted through different dimensions. Yeah. And these aren't people that all went to the same school. Do you yeah, know kind of that kind of way? They're, yeah, they're people yeah. from different decades, yeah, from different, different continents, cultures. different cultures. Exactly. Exactly Yeah. Exactly yeah. That, yeah. Um, but again, so the, we're on... Ceremony four. Ceremony four. Yeah, so
1: I was, I was, you know, again, you know, the night would usually finish then with with a personal healing again, and I was, I was kind of after the intensity of the one you know, the one the night before, I was nearly, I was nearly dreading this, you know, this personal healing or whatever. So they kind of came out and they got me, or whatever. And again, I was I was brought back into my, brought back into my mattress,
0: you know. I'm sorry. This is after um, you been cla- After you collapsing, and mean, caught by. Now, rack when I this. say
1: collapsing, like I never hit the ground or anything, like you know. But did you
0: not hit the ground because Rack caught you? No,
1: no, no. I Rack, like when I when I just came to Rack was you know Rack was just holding me, and he just said that I he'd come out like I never hit the ground or I wasn't picked up off the ground or anything.
0: And you wouldn't have hit the ground had Rack not been there. I probably didn't hit the ground because
1: Rack was holding me up like you okay, know. Okay. okay. So yeah, like I you know Yeah, no, I didn't hit the ground because Rack was obviously just holding me like, you know. Right. Yeah, so that's the reason I didn't hit the ground. But um so they brought me they brought me back in to, to do the personal healing and so, you know, Matilda's over me again and, you know, she's singing these, you know, these this icrow, this personal healing over me or whatever. And at the ver at the very end of it, you know, she literally she, she leaned across, she leaned across me and she kind of put like a, you know, like a, or two fingers into a circle is what it felt like. And she put it on to the top of my head and she literally leaned across me and she began to suck. So she just went, and I could literally feel this, this negative, like this bad energy come right up through my spine. And it literally came out the top of my head and she was just like, and it was like, and I just literally just folded folded down onto the mat like it was absolutely i couldn't yeah i don't know how to i don't know how to properly articulate this like but it was like this darkness traveled up my spine and i would only say she sucked a demon out of the top of my head that's exactly what the feeling was like you know and it was gone that was it i felt lighter i felt yeah i felt very very different after it like you know So, yeah, 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 no, I know, I know, but that's, you know, again, as I said, I can only tell you this as truthfully as I can, like, you know. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so, you know, when I, when I, when I came back from, when I came back from Peru and the two people that I told you about in ceremony three and ceremony four, that I told you that, you know, I was doing that healing for them. When I they they had no idea that I was over there in Peru, you know they knew I was in Peru, but they didn't know I was going out there to drink ayahuasca, and they certainly didn't know what it was or what it was about, like you know. Yeah. But when I began to tell them my story, they told me so. They said, "Okay, well, you know what what night what night was it that you were you were doing this for me?" And you know I went through it, and I could give them the date or whatever. And the person on night three told me that. The night that I was doing that ceremony for them, they had what they can only describe as a, as what felt like a, a acid or a bile, bile in their stomach, like, you know, and they were actually trying to physically get sick and couldn't get sick. And the person that I was doing the healing for on the third night, sorry, on the fourth night told me that they were violently sick the night. That I was doing that healing for them, and they had put that down. to... they were after having a bat, uh, Chinese uh, that evening or whatever, and they had put that down to that they were after getting food poisoning out of the Chinese. And not only did they, they tell me that, but their uh, partner at the time told me that he was that they were he was violently sick that night. And he he one of them then kind of told me, and I don't to say which was which, like you know, but one of them then told me that. The day after I was doing the ceremony for them, they were on their way to work, and they were driving along in the car. And a song came on the radio that reminded them of me, and that out of nowhere, for no unexplained reason, they literally broke down in floods of tears and had to pull the car over. Right. So you know, I can't, I can't give you a reason for why any of that happened, but all the dates coincide, and that was the experience that they told me afterwards and what do you, what do you think that was all about well again i believe everything is connected i believe every single thing in the universe is connected i suppose and i believe that maybe you know maybe they were just feeling the experience i was going through because i was putting my intention so much into it like you know but i don't know i i i can't give you an i definitely couldn't give you an answer for them things i can only tell you what they told me like you know
0: well i'll, I'll try and come with this from a different angle, Mm. I suppose. I've been violently sick of Mm. an evening and put it down to, you know, that breakfast roll I Mm. had earlier on that day or or whatever, do you know that kind of way? I'm I'm sure you have or Mm. I'm sure you can... Yeah. You you, you get where I'm coming from, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you put down times when that's happened to you or any time that that's happened to me as possibly, say, somebody thinking about me while they were doing some sort of psychedelic experience somewhere else no, in the world
1: no, no no definitely not I'm just I'm just I'm just explaining that as in you know you, you can take from that what you want like you know but to me it's an awful coincidence like you know that it happened the same night that I was out there doing damn things, and then the very next day, one of them's in floods of tears in the car, thinking of me, like you know, for no 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 reason. no
0: absolutely. But again, and again,
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying that that is in relation to what I'm doing out there. I I honestly can't, you know, I honestly can't say whether it is or it isn't. But I just think it's, you know, it's it's an it's. If if it's not if it's not in any way connected, it's some coincidence, isn't it? That both people on the same at the same time I was doing them experiences had a, you know that feeling in the stomach and were violently sick, like you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know I'm very open to the fact that that was pure coincidence, and maybe they were just genuinely, maybe they did get a bad Chinese, and maybe the other person was just sick that night. I'm certainly very open to that. I'm not saying that it was connected. Like I'm only you know. I'm only telling you the experience, you know, and that's what they told
0: me. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and like from <coughs> my from my point of view, it would be very disingenuous of mm. me to sit here and go, "No way, Ivor, that's oh, mad!" No, of course, like, yeah, wow, you yeah, touched yeah. them from the other side of the world. Do you like way, I, kind of, I, I wouldn't mm. bullshit you like yeah, that. Do you yeah. like I way. I, yeah, no, for um, sure. And
1: again, as I said, I'm only I'm only explaining the experience that I've had. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm only telling you that that's what they told me.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. <coughs> um That was that wasn't the last ceremony, was it? No, that
1: was that was the fourth ceremony. That was the fourth ceremony and then the fifth ceremony was literally the very next day. So there was no day off. Okay. So I hadn't slept and we went into the we went into the fifth ceremony and I, you know, we drank the ayahuasca again like you know. Um the fifth ceremony was very it was probably one of the most challenging out of them all, like, you know, because at that stage, you know, uh, John Healy had gone back into Akita so whatever. He'd he'd got everything he'd wanted out of the medicine and he was missing his he was missing his girlfriend and all them things so he wanted to go back in and, you know, get talking to her and all of that, you know. And I was there on the on the on the fifth night and it literally you know, as soon as I as soon as I drank the medicine again there was a very a very dark undertone to it. Like, you know, it seemed you know, it definitely seemed very dark and I was out and I was kind of purging and it seemed like it seemed like, you know, the devil was in my mind and it seemed like the devil was attacking me with, you know, it was more or less trying to tell me that the whole experience I had wasn't real. Like, you know, that I, my mind had made this up and it was all a trick of the mind and blah, blah, blah. And this was going on. This was, you know, it was nearly like a battle within my mind. So it was like, you know, and I was trying to there and I was trying to think of all, you know, it went very dark and I was trying to think of, I was, I was, you know, holding on to reality by my fingertips, like, you know, kind of trying to think to myself, you know, have I gone mad, like, you know, or have I really experienced all these experiences over the weekend? I kept thinking to myself of all the positive things that were happening and when things would get into their very darkest moment, you know, different people within the group would come out and I'd be there and I'd be, you know, going through this in my head and they'd more or less be kind of saying to me, oh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, say either that, you know when I'd have done this certain thing that would have helped them like you know they'd remind me of that like and they were saying oh you know I can't thank you enough for you know help me in that experience or whatever like you know and they'd be out with me for a while and I'd be feeling I'd be feeling grand and I'd be kind of in my head I'd be going right you know there's something there's something nearly trying to attack you here and you know when I read more about this afterwards, they they would call it kind of the dark night of the soul, is what it you know, is the best kind of way that I've read a description of this, like you know, and it's where, where the dark when 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 you when you see the light, you know the darkness kind of comes, you know as a final act to try and you know. To try and turn you, to try and make it seem like it's, you know, that it's not real or whatever, like, you know, and it seemed like that's what it was. Like, it seemed like the darkness was attacking me, trying to say, no, no, you're going mad. This is all, everyone's going to think you're mad when you leave here, like, and you tell this story, like, you know, but as I said, you know, as the night was progressing, people were coming out, you were telling me the amazing experiences they were having because of things I had done with them and things that I had said to them and, you know, different times I'd helped them out over the over the ten days or whatever, like, you know and by the end of it, you know, I was kinda of, as it, as it began to wear off, I was you know, I was I was I was praying for the personal healing at this stage, like, you know, so eventually they came out and they brought me in or whatever and I was down on my mat again and on the final night Percy done the, the, the final healing over us like, you know, and you know, I've all, all my life I've kind of suffered with, you know I I've never felt good enough, like, you know, I've always been very low of confidence and, you know, all of them, you know, different kind of things like that, like, you know. And sure,
0: self esteem, say. So.
1: Very, very low self esteem, like, you know. So that's what seemed to be attacking me when I was out there all of them kind of things like you know and when I was brought in and you know Percy was over me and he was doing the personal healing and he was using the the, the Mepacho kind of to clear my energies and all of that kind of stuff and again at the at the very end of it all you know he, he leaned across me and he literally again as I say like it felt like he he sucked this energy from my body like he took this energy out of my body and it it was all them things it was all my you know lack of self worth it was all my low confidence you know my bad self esteem and it seemed to it seemed to leave my body you know when he when he sat across and he, that's the only way i can describe it like that energy traveled up my spine and he he took that out of me like you know and that's what the the final personal healing seemed to be like you know
0: and have you read about this no, uh, I beforehand. no,
1: no, no, I never read anything, not, not about this beforehand. Yeah. Because I guess everybody's, everybody's experience is is an individual experience, really. Like you know. Yeah, and yeah. again,
0: I, and I don't mean to kind of, I don't, I don't mean to to seem like I'm trying to catch out in any kind of a way. Oh, not, not yeah. At all, but no, the, no, of course. The, the reason that I ask is that if you had read that this is what's yeah, going to happen, yeah, that it, it might have happening. been kind of. Almost yeah. implanted, yeah, yeah, you know, in your head previous yeah, to it no, happening. definitely
1: not, definitely not. And I, you know, I was actually, um, because obviously coming back out here, um, when I knew I was coming back out here, I, I read my blog again, like you know, yeah, yeah, which I hadn't read in, you know, maybe I suppose over a year or longer, even like you know, and what I began, you know, what I began to realize from the blog was that. You know that night where I said on the third night that I experienced what I seemed what seemed like pure consciousness, and it told, it it kind of started to teach me the lessons that you know that we are all God experiencing, you know, experiencing life and stuff like that. That God is experiencing life and and itself through through you, like you know. I began to realize that's exactly what the you know the Hindu and the Buddhist texts are teaching, like you know. And I was kind of saying. Well, I've had that I had that experience before I ever read about it. I'm only really, you know, it's only within the last, I suppose, the last year that I've began to kind of really gravitate towards them philosophies and things like that. And to really start to, to read them scriptures and to read them different holy books and stuff like that. So, you know, it was only, you know, that when I was reading the blog that I was thinking, well, I had that experience first and then I began to read them in these books like, you
2: know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I suppose in a sense, if you, if somebody was to ask you now, like, what benefit have you gotten from your trip to mm, Peru? Yeah. You know, a year later, getting mm. into all these different religions could be yeah, included yeah. in that. Yeah, for sure, that for sure,
1: for sure. It's finding the wisdom in each of them religions and philosophies. Like, you know, that's that's what I'm, you know, as I, as I said before, I was somebody who would have beforehand said oh all religions are bullshit and there's there's nothing to be learned from them but the more and more i'm beginning to learn, to read about them at a very basic level but look at them with an open mind and not say that you know this is the only religion and this is the only path i i i would now have have a belief that there's an infinite amount of paths to finding god like you know and you know i believe that every soul is destined to return home to God like you know I don't think that you know I don't believe in eternal hell I don't believe that there's a hell that you go to and you're stuck there forever I believe that you know or an eternal heaven or an eternal heaven exactly so because heaven and hell are only part of the illusion they're only part of Maya like you know so I believe that you know Every soul, every soul. That's the way. That's the nature of the game. Then the game is designed that eventually, and that's why there's suffering in the world. If there wasn't suffering in the world, why would any of us try and attain to try and attain Nirvana or try and return to merge to God? So as you come here over a number of incarnations, that you know as we said like when you when you constantly when you constantly rely on external pleasures it tends to bring suffering into your life like you know and i think after a certain amount of incarnations here you'll begin to look for something else you'll begin to look internally within yourself and i think that's what the what the plant medicines are you know, they're a healing for your soul, but they're also plant teachers and they then they then move you in the direction towards and that's why I say that, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism, what they all are is maps of consciousness and there are maps to show you how to return to God and there's maps to show you how to exit the illusion.
0: And when you say exit the illusion that I and I know this is kinda mixing a bit of sci fi in here, but mm. as as an analogy do you think The Matrix is a great movie to to show you the.? Like, you've seen The Matrix, have you? Or yeah, I see. Yeah,
1: I've seen do The you, Matrix. Do you think that's yeah. good as
0: as as a as an analogy, say, of how, you know, th- there is this world that we live in that mm. we call kind of normality? Yeah, say, normality but reality. Th- that's we really... call this reality.
1: Don't yes. We? Yeah, yeah. So, do you think that's yeah. a fair
0: analogy to kind of along the same lines of what you're thinking of? There is this. Yeah. You know,. In, in air quotes you know reality mm. but there's so much more kind of going on in the in the background oh, there that there's absolutely. A, a more real yeah space there's a
1: you know when when i guess when you know when we were in holland and stuff like that like i was kind of saying to you that you know the the visuals what i what i believe the brain is is and i, I you know I, I misrepresented this last time on the podcast i said that the brain was a conductor of consciousness what i believe is the brain is a receiver of consciousness and what the brain is doing is is it's it's um distilling out there's there's a billion things going on around us right now and our brain is um what's the word i'm looking for our our brain is you know is shutting out everything bar everything that we need to see to survive so there's a billion things happening and our brain is filtering sorry that's what it is I believe the brain is a filter so the brain is filtering out you know the other billion things that are going on around us right now and I believe what the psychedelic does is it releases that filter and it shows you what's going on around us the whole time
0: Right that's interesting now because and here's one you, you may or may not have heard of it but in our visual field mm. if you hold out your arm out in front of you and as if you're giving somebody the thumbs up yeah there thereabouts this space that occupies the top of your thumb let's say your your nail mm. that's all the human brain can see and focus at right. any one time yeah yeah so if if you're listening to this give the imaginary person in front of you a thumbs up and look at your your, your nail say on, on the back of your tongue yeah, yeah. and that amount of space in your visual field is the only bit of your vision that you can actually see in call it in HD quality Yeah, yeah. everything else yeah, yeah. the brain just yeah. essentially invents that and gives you yeah. the appearance that's, that you've seen it yeah, yeah, so just bearing that in mind the idea that and that's just with vision mm. that's not nothing to say but the rest yeah. of your senses so bearing that in mind that kind of expands what you just said mm. there There's it, you know if, if, if it is a filter it kind of yeah. widens the holes of the filter if that exactly. makes sense and, yeah. and lets, kinda, yeah, lets more in yeah it.
1: you're seeing more you're seeing more what's going on around like you know yeah
0: yeah yeah um, when so that was your final experience or no actually before I forget to ask because it's come to mind a couple of times when did you go to Peru? I went to Peru oh it must be
1: It'll be 3 years in June, I think. 3 years three
0: in June. 3 years in June, yeah, yeah. Okay. And how have your partner cuz you're you're still with the Elaine, yeah. you're still with Elaine yeah, since. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um God, love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She just ignores me at this stage. Yeah. Huh. But how how well received is the wrong way to phrase it, but how have people generally because like i wouldn't have known you yeah before the the first time you're on yeah, um, yeah so how have people that you've grown up with people that you've been friends with all your mm. life you know your parents your yeah, uh, yeah. you know brothers uh your you know cousins and mm. just people that you've worked with or, or whatever else yeah yeah how do you think they viewed your transformation or has there been much of a transformation or like from from the outside like like put it this way is there someone that you might have, let's say, worked with on an offer that you mm-hmm. know that lives beside you or is a cousin or whatever else yeah. that would listen to these podcasts and be fucking shocked? What? This might... Be, what the fuck? I didn't know yeah, anything yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah or is it, it probably would be. Or it is be it plain for goals. the world to see this, you know, no, I completely never, No,
1: I definitely... I've never hid any of this. Like, you know, I openly speak about this. Like, you know, I've no... You know, I've absolutely no problem talking about these things and all that. I've never hidden this from anybody. Like, you know... If people ask me and are genuinely interested, it's not, you know, I don't, this isn't what I'm going around talking about every day, all yeah, the yeah. time, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But if somebody, you know, if somebody shows, a gen, you know, is genuinely interested, I love these conversations. I love, I love exploring consciousness. I love speaking about consciousness. I love, I love speaking about ideas, you know, I love all of them things because it's only through, it's only through conversations that I can, you know. The ideas that I have in my own mind, like it's only when you when you put them out there and you you chat them through with somebody that you can kind of see, well, maybe I'm wrong about that, or maybe I'm right about that, or do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's yeah. Like I do love these conversations, but I'm not always having them. Like, you of know, course, like, yeah, yeah. you no, know, I love. Towards the pity from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, I wouldn't, to be honest. I'd probably be bored of myself if I was going around every day and this was all I spoke about, like, you know. Of course, like but... I have a l- lot of other interests in life, you know. But
0: outside of you kind of talking about it, mm. would people, is there something that they would... Would people notice the difference in you? If, oh, if, de- if even never Elaine. Mentioned well, it, like, even
1: Elaine would definitely notice a big difference in me. Like, you know, as I said, you know, my life seems to be... I definitely, you know, I would definitely spend more time meditating. I would, you know, I would be... I would be back reading, like, an awful lot. Like, you know, I I always was as as a child. Like, I would have read an awful lot. But now, you know, I seem to be devouring books and that. Like, you know, I seem to be, you know, very hungry for for that knowledge and stuff like that like you know
0: yeah you have a real appetite for it yeah
1: I have a real appetite for it like but you know I I love the idea of exploring consciousness and I love the idea of hearing other people's experiences I'm always listening to podcasts I'm always reading books you know I you know I've probably I've probably given up on TV I've I've given up on radio I've given up on an awful lot of them kind of things like you know
0: poisons uh,
2: yeah I suppose they
0: are I would would consider them absolutely poisons I I wouldn't
1: things like that don't interest me but you know I still love my boxing, I still, you know, I probably wouldn't have as big an interest in football as I would have done, but I would still be interested enough in it, like you know.
0: Yeah, no, no of course, not, yeah. absolutely. So that was was that your final experience? Or that where was were the, we? that was
1: the final night of that. That was the fifth experience. Was that night like you know?
0: And then, like, was it onto the bus straight to the airport home? Yeah. Or
1: Um yeah, we kind of, you know, we had a night there, kind of, you know, we slept, um, and more or less, really, that kind of got up. Everyone had breakfast together, kind of packed up our stuff, got the bus down in into Echitos or whatever, and you know, hung out there, I think, for a night or two, and then kind of headed for home. Yeah. And have you know. been
0: in contact with Percy or yeah, other I've, people from yeah, the group? Or yeah,
1: I can't. Yeah, I have quite a lot now. Maybe you know, I suppose as time goes on. Probably not as much as I would have done at the start, but we, we'd always check in on each other and you know say hello and see how everybody's going and stuff like that. I suppose you know, but again, you know, time comes between people, doesn't it? And that becomes less and less, but you know, they're always in my they're always in my thoughts, and I'm always thinking of them, and I'm always thinking of that experience out there, you know.
0: And what's coming back to kind of <clears throat> normality like after after such an experience and such a. a presumably you call it a transformative experience. Yeah. Like you you come back a different not a completely different person obviously but with a different mindset, view a different mentality, a different view on life. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you know, that's that's why I say, you know, we're we're quite lucky to have, you know, a lot of the books that I would be reading about how, you know, as I say, they're they're maps for consciousness like, you know, and they've explained my experience to me in a way that has been able to help me deal with that like you know yeah yeah of course it yeah. makes sense of it Make sense of it exactly that yeah so yeah. they've they've helped me to make sense of you know and to process that like they you know these 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 medicines they say the the processing goes on for 6 months to a year afterwards and you're constantly feeling the benefits for 6 months to a year after you know to that extent, like where you're, you're constantly processing things, and you know, trying to to figure your head out around these things. But you know, some people, you know, some people will come home, and you know, they won't go and do the research, and they won't go and do these things. And you know, six months later, then they're like, oh, I need to go out and drink ayahuasca again, or I need to go out and do you know another ceremony again, like you know. And instead of instead of using that as what it is, is it's a, it's a, it's a tool which should be a part of your 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 spiritual toolkit like you know
0: and do you have any intention of going back out there anytime soon or yeah. would you you know if if you, if financially if you could afford it or if circumstances were different would you have gone back already or No
1: I, de- I definitely don't think I would have gone back already I I don't f- you know since then because as I said, there's so much processing involved in it. I haven't felt the need to go back there, and I I still don't feel the need at the minute to go back there. I had, I had thought about maybe next year, you know, if people were interested, maybe bringing a group of people out there, you know. But I, you know, it was just a thought I was having. I it's it's not now set in stone or anything like. It. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But I had thought if other people were interested you know, the majority of times, well, actually, the only real times I do psychedelics now is when I'm bringing people for their first experience, really, like, you know, like, I I don't really, I would never really do psychedelics to, for for any other reason other than that, really, at the minute, like, you know, I've, I'm not searching for anything more within psychedelics, like, I'm not having to find, I'm now finding the things I need in, you know, in my meditation, in my books, in all of them kind of practices, like, you know, so... Every time I'm doing a psychedelic now is usually with somebody who's doing it for their first time.
0: Okay, and I, I think I, I, think I get that because mm. I can, I can see, I can see how almost uh, intoxicating is probably the wrong word, but how um, there's there's some sort of really sharing quality in it, and I, I get it, maybe to a smaller degree, maybe not, but. I love introducing people to jujitsu.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and and I love and, and
0: mm. only literally only last weekend I, I gave over the last two weekends I've given a, a friend of mine his first taste of jujitsu. So right. He's he's been watching you know jujitsu tournaments and the UFC for yeah, on yeah. and off for years and, yeah. and has a, has an interest in it, but he never felt like what it feels like to have somebody apply a rear naked choke to you yeah 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 and just the the little nuances like i mean yeah. when you when you <clears throat> when you get behind somebody and you try and you know submit them with a with mm. a rear necked choke people see that on on the UFC and on mm. on, on YouTube or whatever yeah. they, they know they know the position and they yeah, can probably yeah. show you how how to do it basically yeah but yeah they don't know the little nuances of yeah. using the blade of your elbow to, to pull back someone's nose and, right, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. make them lift their chin so you can yeah. get your arm in in the first place. Yeah, and, right. and one, one thing this guy said, and it's something that a couple of people have said to me, is they've been watching it for years. And this mm. might make sense off the bat, but they've been watching the UFC for years. But it wasn't until they did it, even just a slight bit of rolling, that they yeah. realised how rough it was. Yeah. And that might make sense to yeah, people, yeah. like, you know, what do you mean how rough fucking yeah, mixed yeah. martial arts is? Of course it is, but yeah. until you experience it, I suppose. Yeah. And, like, you can, you know yourself, like, look, you can read all the books and watch all the YouTube yeah, videos exactly. you want in relation to yeah. psychedelics. But yeah. it's not until you take a couple of grams, yeah. ideally in the right setting, yeah. setting that you yeah. know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. at all. Like, Yeah, I know, for um, sure. So there's there's something cool about giving people their first uh the first taste for, for yeah, something, something interesting. New. There's something like even mm. even like I've brought um young people, friends of mine's kids even off fishing for the first time. Yeah, right. And like it's yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. to see the glint in their yeah, eye yeah, when the course. float goes yeah, under the yeah, water yeah. and they look at you and they don't know what to do. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, just giving people yeah. and, and I suppose setting them on their setting them on their own little journey yeah. to a degree. There's something yeah. really cool about that. Well,
1: you know, as as you said, like y- you see that lint in their eye when it's fishing, but imagine what that lint in their eye is when they begin to realise that there's something much bigger than all of this, like, you know, when they you know, they start to begin to have hope in something again, like, you know, and the majority of people who come to psychedelics are people who have, you know, struggled with things in their life, like, you know. So imagine that lint in their eye when you see a healing happening, when you see a deep realisation within them that they've, you know, that there's something bigger than all than than us there's something bigger than all of this going on, like you know.
0: Oh, look! As I said, like I've seen, I've seen kids with you know, the float goes down, and that—that mm. that to me is is just an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. But that's so fucking trivial in yeah. comparison to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where are we on the legality of it? Because we obviously had to go abroad to do it. Mm. So, yeah, where are we in relation to? Like is there any because of all the work that's been done in the mm. States I suppose we are yeah. inching closer I suppose yeah inch
1: by inch I suppose they you know they do kind of say that you know cannabis is the kind of you know the cannabis is going to be the as soon as that's pass fully legal it opens the floodgates yeah the reason that they're use, they're using cannabis is because it's probably the easiest out of all of the psychedelics to get through but as soon as that goes through it's going to open the floodgates like the you know as i said like john hopkins and uh, maps and things like that they would say that within the next the next 5 to 10 years that we you know these things are going to be legalized and they're going to be used for for therapeutic benefits like you know they believe within 10 years i guess is is the you know I suppose the the general consensus on it that within ten years these will be fully legalized and used for healing purposes, like you know. And
0: there's kind of two. Is there two routes to legalization? One being the kind of medical route, and one being the religious route.
1: Yeah, well, they they use you know obviously the likes of maps and all of that because they're doing the science and stuff like that, and they, you know these these substances, you know back in the sixties they were all. Um categorized as category one or level one um schedule one <clears throat> I think. schedule yeah. one, sorry that's the word I'm looking for, yeah, schedule one substances, which meant they which meant that they had no um medicinal benefits, so the proper science couldn't have been done on them like you know, but now what are obviously with the with the studies that are coming out and the the benefits that are being shown with them it's now it's now either it either has been or it's close to being put to schedule too which yes. means that they can have you know further trials and do, they research, on them it, do research on them exactly that so that's obviously one path that uh, people are going down and then there's the other path which the Santa Dianne Church I think um, which uses ayahuasca they've used in America as far as I know they say that it's their sacrament you know so that they you know, they use the thing as a spiritual practice or whatever. So I'm nearly sure, and I could be very wrong on this now, but I think that the Santa Diam has opened its first centre in America where ayahuasca has is now allowed to be used. And again, you know, don't quote me on that. I could be very wrong on that, like, you know...
0: Yeah, yeah, no, (coughs) of course, yeah. Mm. Um, And I think progress has been made here in Ireland. That lady, oh, fuck, her name escapes me now. She would have been in the the news on and off for the last year. Did she walk from from Waterford to Dublin in protest of her daughter not being able to access cannabis? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Her name escapes me now. I went to see her speak outside Mm. um, outside the doll there last year. Yeah. But I think she's gotten... Is it a, a prescription for cannabis-based products here in right. Ireland? So that's, let's yeah, yeah. that's, say, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah,
1: it's all very encouraging, isn't it? Like, it is. You know, no, I, th- yeah. I think so. And again, the, the yeah. more work that's done by
0: the likes of mm. maps. And there's another guy in the UK. Is it David Nutt? Is that his name? Or
1: God, I'm not too sure now.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I can't think of his name now. Mm. again. And there's another guy based here in Ireland, uh, James Linden, who have actually invited on the podcast. I'd love to get him on from Greenlight Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, you're telling me about him, yeah. it will um, be an interesting he, podcast. For very sure. very interesting, mm. yeah, very interesting. <coughs> but um I think the 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 times we live in, the access to information is just so it's it's just it's it's centuries ahead of it's ever been before, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense, and like, yeah, like these days you, you can just download whatever it is off your phone, or mm. and you don't even, in a sense, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but you don't need to read the book, yeah, or at least you can you can read a review of the book before you can read yeah, the book, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense.
1: You Nearly you can read a book in bullet points now, see, so yeah, the, and again, get I, I, think, I don't know, book. is
0: that a mm. is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Well, you know, as long as people are getting as long as it's good information that people are getting and yeah, people true. are getting the thing. You know, again with you know, technology, like I you know, and I again as I say, like I believe everything has duality in it, like everything has good and bad in it. If you if you are using technology as a tool for, you know, bettering your life, then it's an amazing tool. But if you are somebody who's who's sitting there and you're scrolling through Facebook For hours and hours on end or you're sending 500 snapshots a day of you eating you know sausages for your breakfast and stuff like that then you know is are you using as a tool are you using it as a tool for you or is it using you as a tool or making a tool of you yeah yeah (laughs) you know that's that's the big question now with with you know with uh, technology and things like that it's we're on a knife edge with it, really. I watched a very interesting um, interview with kind of you. I suppose he I, from memory, I think he was one of the founding directors of Facebook, and he was speaking about how they got um, psychologists in when they were designing it, and they were, you know, when they were putting it onto the bigger platforms, they got psychologists in to design it so that they could more or less addict you to to facebook more or less like you know so they began to understand that the like button was something and you know people crave likes and people create craved you know people coming and hearing what they have to say like you know so he's kind of left facebook and he's starting petitioning an awful lot of governments and he's saying that it's it's destroying the fabric of society because he's saying that they knew this at the very start but it was kind of it was kind of you know ignored or whatever it was the elephant in the room that was never spoken about but they they knew they were designing a system that was going to addict people and you know technology in that sense just becomes another drug or another distraction doesn't it like you know and is it is it a good I don't think it's a good thing when it's like that, you know?
0: No, absolutely. I think it kinda of dulls the senses to a degree, as mm. does the the kind of typical Western diet. It it numbs mm. us to Yeah to everything around us. Yeah,
1: well it's a distraction again, you know, to go back to meditation, it's a distraction from the present moment. You're we're constantly looking for distractions, whether it's technology, whether it's drink, whether it's drugs, whether it's whatever, you know, it's we're you know, we all, you know, so many people seem afraid to sit with their own thoughts and just sit and just, you know, watch that. They seem to want to be distracted constantly. Like, you know, we're constantly looking for them distractions.
0: Yeah, look, I've, I've, this has come up a number of times before again, but um, we at least people of our generation have grown up. Like, when, when we were kids, we didn't yeah. have, you know, tablets and smartphones yeah, and, and, yeah. and all the rest <clears throat> of it, so we have had the luxury of being kind of stuck with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But kids growing up these days, yeah. like, and even myself these mm. days, like, granted, every time I'm, I'm on my phone, typically I'm looking up something that I'm really interested yeah, in. And yeah. I have a, I have already an infinite amount of things mm. earmarked to, yeah, to read yeah, in to the read, future. Yeah, like, yeah. So any kind of split second that I get, I'm, mm. you know, any split second I get to myself, I'm not spending it with myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. spending it with mm. all these different people that I'm reading, and there's a yeah. there's a kind of a downside to that in a mm. way. Yeah. But on this, uh, you mentioned it there again, and it, it's come up a couple of times. This idea of being in the present moment.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I get the benefit of being in the present moment, mm. and I'm, I think being in a flow state is uh, an amplified version of kind of being in the present moment. Yeah, yeah. But you still need to. Prepare for tomorrow Oh yeah Do you, do you yeah, know that kind of no, way sure. like, no, I, like, Currently okay. now I'm, I'm working my Absolute socks mm, off Like myself For yeah. sure yeah, And that's yeah. f- I'm preparing yeah. for the future mm, there yeah, The idea yeah. is that I, I yeah. do so much now That I don't have to do yeah, so much yeah, In the not yeah. too distant future Hopefully Yeah So uh,
1: You know what You know again I'm not I'm not saying that people You know give up on life like you know or that you just all of a sudden you go and you sit sitting you go and you sit in a cave over in <laughs> india and you fucking yeah, you know yeah. meditate for 40 years like that you walk away from your family and you walk away from all of that like i'm you know i'm certainly certainly not saying that like i'm in the process of building my own house for my own family like you know so i fully get that like you still have to be in in the world and living within the world but it's it's to maybe, you know, get rid of some of the distractions in life, you know. That's what would be good to kind of go towards, wouldn't it? Like, you know, we to get rid of some of them distractions and to, you know... Be at peace with yourself. Like instead of looking for all the pleasure outside of yourself, begin to look at the pleasure inside yourself.
0: Yeah, and if you're find, go- you know, if you're going to be distracted by something, or not distracted by something, but if you're going to spend your time doing something, make sure that it's aiding, mm, yeah, the f- your future improving self, say, you, yeah. and improving your, mm, yourself. So, yeah, that's the perfect analogy mm. that you mentioned there. You're you're building a house and you're yeah. building a, a place to, to raise children, yeah, and to yeah. spend, you know, yeah maybe not the rest of your life but a, a good fucking proportion yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so you can be distracted and not be in the now. I suppose is it, that the key? If you're not going to be in the now, be doing something that's going to benefit you I suppose yeah being As a, constructive being constructive know, that's exactly. it if yeah. you're not going to be in the now yeah, be yeah. constructive be constructive yeah. there's a fucking yeah, t-shirt in that sounds, yeah that sounds <laughs> good yeah. yeah
1: maybe we'll make a billion bucks off <laughs> <laughs>
0: but there definitely is though isn't it like yeah. seriously like if you're yeah, not going yeah. to be yeah, in sure. the now be constructive there's a, yeah. there's a lot to be said for that because yeah. anything outside of that is you know, mm. watching the same programme you've watched yeah. ten times over or flicking it's through Facebook or it's just, just distractions. Distractions for the sake of the mm. distractions like yeah, yeah. which is never good I don't think. Yeah. But um getting back to our trip for it's mm. pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything different about my experience with you say than others? Because I suppose I had taken mushrooms before mm. and had the experience yeah. I am no stranger to, to drug taking. Mm. Um and I think people in Ireland lose sight of how accustomed they are to taking drugs yeah yeah like a lot of people would say a lot of people listen to this might kind of shrug their shoulders and go mm. what's he fucking on about like yeah, I've yeah. never taken drugs and the same yeah, person yeah. gets bananas drunk every weekend
1: no but like I, I always you know I find it humorous when people say to me oh I'd never take a drug but at the same time they're drinking down a big fucking mocha latte with 20 cups of sh- or 20 spoons of sugar and like the two the two most used drugs on the planet are coffee and sugar
0: would you class sugar as a drug? Yeah, is but, it cl- is sure, it a
1: but it's, drug? A, it's an al- it alters your state of consciousness. That's what a drug is. A drug is something that alters your state of consciousness. Okay. So sugar sugar and coffee are altered states of consciousness.
0: Yeah, most certainly. I know myself so, I, I, I need my mm, sugar and uh yeah, coffee buzz first thing in the morning yeah. before I can fucking function.
1: So there's your drugs like you know what I think what people should rephrase that is is, is I don't agree with people taking drugs except the ones I take.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I find that yeah, with a lot of people, yeah. like
1: you know, it's you know, it's okay for them to drink alcohol, or it's okay for them, you know, to drink coffee, or you know, caffeine, or sugar, or all of that. Nicotine, like, whatever it then is. Then they look down on you for smoking, smoking weed, or using, you know, whatever. Like you know, yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, it's my belief that nobody should be able to tell you how or when you alter your state of consciousness, like. Nobody should be judging you on that. That should be that should be your sovereign right to alter your consciousness in whatever way you see fit.
0: You've heard that I'm sure the war on drugs being referred to as a mm. war on consciousness. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and Graham, rightly so.
1: Graham Hancock spoke about that in his um, in his TED talk, which
0: then got banned off TED. Why was that banned actually? Cause I actually because didn't... he
1: spoke about psychedelics in it. He spoke about psychedelics. He spoke about how they they were consciousness. And he spoke about exactly as you said, he coined that phrase like that the war on drugs is a war on consciousness. It's, you know, it's, it, you know, Graham's belief is, is that you should have the right to experiment with your consciousness in whatever way you see fit. And he's right. Like, if you are a sovereign person, if you are in control of your own life, who is anybody else to judge you or tell you that you shouldn't alter your consciousness? You know, in the way you want to. Like, you know, I hear I hear people say like, you know, that you know, oh, you know, taking ayahuasca or taking mushrooms and things like that. You know, it's 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 not a natural way. Like, you know, but the word the word natural comes from nature. It's the the word natural means to be derived from nature. So if if you're nature and the plants are nature so why why you know then how come you can't have an experience with them like you know
0: no absolutely and again I find it hilarious when people say things that you know aren't are things that aren't natural are in some way bad as well The kind of the I flip know, side of what yeah. you're saying yeah, yeah. and the same person will hop on a plane and yeah, yeah, you know fly halfway world. across the world and not yeah, see fucking, yeah. not take yeah. issue with anything yeah. remotely like that you Yeah, know? but
1: you know again if, if people have been suffering from depression or post-traumatic stress disorder and all of that kind of thing should we should we not should we not give them these medicines because they're not natural you know in, in some people's eyes they're not natural like you know but to me what's more natural if you if you you know have you ever heard of um, Fran- you, know, you know remember we spoke about, we spoke about francis craig on the last podcast yeah. yeah, yeah. That, you know since so a lot since he's discovered
0: the dna, discovered our the, the, DNA the building and that, blocks yeah.
1: yeah well he he has a hypothesis where he believes that you know that um, planets are seeded with life and it's called transpermia. Have you ever heard of it? No.
0: Is this that life is comes from asteroids and different Asteroid, things? Comets exactly, especially, yeah. Maybe. Meteor
1: comets and asteroids yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That 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 life is intelligently designed and that um, that life is intelligently designed and that it the the life is sent out on again, you know, asteroids, comets and meteors and it's sent out through space and they collide with, you know, with planets and they then they'll hit every planet, but only certain amount of planets are able to host life on them, like you know, mm. so that you know that's that's kind of his theory on it but and then there's also the other theory that you know um mushroom spores mushroom spores are one of uh, one of very few substances that can travel through space because they are unaffected by the radiation that's out in space, and these spores are literally traveling you know constantly through the universe. So if these if these spores are then you know coming in contact with with planets that have been seeded with life from meteors and you know comets and asteroids as we said, if if the if the mushrooms if the mushroom spores are then coming in contact with these planets and then they're then being used by you know as Terence McKenna said in the stoned ape theory they're then being used by you know um.
0: Sapiens are the equivalent of yeah, sapiens, Yeah, I suppose.
1: Yeah, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of monkeys or whatever. If there, yeah. Yeah. If they're if they're being used by monkeys to expand consciousness, then that could that could mean that you know intelligent design has sent consciousness through the universe through these through these mushrooms, like you know.
0: Yeah, no. Look, it's 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 a fascinating um, it's a fascinating theory. And again,
1: I'm i you know again, I just want to say I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying it's something very interesting to think about and something very interesting to talk about. Like you know, no, or, ab-
0: absolutely. Mm. And I I think the the idea that you can you know go down these rabbit holes mm. and independently of yeah, me and yeah. I can go down my rabbit yeah, hole yeah. the two of us can yeah. come together and yeah. discuss them and mm. other people can listen in and yeah, yeah. no doubt that there's people mm. listening to us that will go on then to talk about how right we both are how mm. wrong we oh, both yeah, are I'm how sure. informed we mm. are how uninformed we yeah. are and like the the tagline that accompanies the, the name of the podcast Off the Lead is provoking conversations Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's that's what it's all about it's, it's, yeah. get, it's getting people talking and again, yeah. again I've, I've said it before you often hear that uh, we have a, a problem with talking about kind of mental health in this country. Mm. I, I, I think that's, I think that's completely the wrong way of looking at it. Yeah. I think we have a, a problem with talking full stop. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we really do. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. we live in the golden age of both inf- access to information yeah. and conversation and yeah. whether it's about enlightenment or spirituality, because again, only, only a couple of decades ago, the only people that were talking about kind of spirituality, etc were you know it was the religions Mm. and we've I suppose we're slowly but surely kind of taking all that back
1: I think so I think there's you know there's an an explosion happening all across the world of people kind of turning to meditation and to yoga and to fasting and all of them things like that's that's happening at a, you know, a very quick rate. More and more people are starting to turn to these traditions. And yeah, things, and, you know.
0: and I throw martial arts in there, yeah, and sports absolutely, generally, yeah, for and, sure. you know, reading, sure. and, yeah. you know, all the holotropic yeah. breathing. and, yeah, and just time. Just different things. Like, They're what, all tools. The, the new thing, yeah, like, it's exactly. great.
1: Like. Yeah, definitely. I, you, know, I, you know, I suppose the... The thing I was trying to, the point I guess I was trying to make with the with the transpermia and then with the with the mushroom spores going through the universe, I guess, was that if 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 you were to intelligently design this whole thing, and you wanted to communicate with the species that was then to interact with the mushroom, you know, or you wanted to do, interact with consciousness, what would be the best way to do it? You'd put it into something, you know, what we're going to eat, you know, we. We as, you know, the stoned apes or whatever, you know, they, they would have found these mushrooms and eaten them. If you, if you were God and you wanted to, you know, to expand consciousness and you wanted to be sure that it was going to happen, you'd put it in something that, you know, primates were going to eat, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, you see, I don't know, you lose me again slightly when when you mention God and, like, in the in the, our first podcast, you said something along the lines of God playing hide and go seek with himself.
1: Yeah, that's the Hindu, Hindu thought.
0: But that, to me, implies that God has a consciousness that's separate to everything else
1: God has a, God has a consciousness separate to the illusion, so god God itself is pure consciousness
0: but everything is everything is pure consciousness, pure consciousness. I am this but, mic is this but, table is
1: but you come here you come here you come here to play in the in the game and the, you know the rule of the game is that you forget who you are and the the, the rule of the game or the, the the design of the game is so that you come here and you have a number of experiences in the duality to then find your way back to being God
0: God being everything
1: consciousness God being everything God being everything
0: so when you say that God is playing a game of hide and go seek with Himself, that's synonymous with me saying I'm playing a game of hide and go seek with myself.
1: Yeah. Well, it, what? Or is it? No. What I guess what I what I'm trying to say is that you know God God is playing a game of not being God, so He's coming here, like, and I say He, but it's coming here and it's experiencing, and it's trying to understand itself again. You know what I mean? It's playing the game of duality of not being God, so that's the duality. That's that's the illusion that the the Maya or the Hindus and the Buddhists talk about. They talk about the duality of not being God. So to to experience being God, you also have to experience not being God, and that is the duality. That's where duality starts to exist. So you come here, and you your your soul is birthed here. And again, I go back to the, you know, to the wave, you know, like the, the wave is, is, while it appears to be an individual wave and an individual, you know, an individual soul. Yeah, it's something that we can give back. a name to. Exactly. But it, it, it's still, it's still the ocean, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. like a wave is not separate from the ocean. The wave is still the ocean, but it's just one manifestation of the ocean. And then it returns back into the ocean. And that's what, you know, the Hindu and the Buddhist philosophies would be.
0: Okay, so the, the wave appearing, whatever the... I'm sure if you look up the definition mm. of a wave, there, there are certain stages. For the, yeah. The, the formation, the crest mm. and the crash, yeah, yeah, Say for yeah. want of a better yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the formation is birth and the crash is death. Yeah. And that's the reincarnation, say. That's
1: the reincarnation, yeah. And then you're you're, you know so your soul while it is in an individual soul it's only an individual soul within the 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 structure of maya within the illusion
0: and so you said maya
1: a couple of times maya means illusion that's what that's the buddhist and, and hindu teachings means illusion means illusion so maya maya is the game of illusion
0: okay and again get, is that akin to the kind of the matrix movie yeah. That the illusion is, you know, the the illusion the life that, that, that we're this is the reality, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this
1: is the reality that we're all that we all believe, and that's the illusion is, is that we're separate from God. That's that's what you come here, and that's you know that's what your soul is on, is on a journey of playing a game where it's separate from God, and then as it as it evolves and it begins to to remember who it is and what it is, it then you know begins to merge back into God through through meditation through yoga through plant medicines through all of these things that's your part your part is and it's all cyclical so it's all cyclical so the soul is constantly evolving and the same as the planets evolving the same as everything so it's all a game of evolution and the game of evolution is to evolve your soul back to merge back into God to the bliss of God
0: Right you have me fucking head spinning there. the next God no say. Long trying yeah, to get yeah, my head yeah. around all of this. Yeah, no, this is what I'm going to have to listen back to.
1: Yeah, I know it's. Yeah, it's. It's. It's certainly. You know, it, it is stuff that you need. You know, to sit and think about. Like, you know if you want to try not, you know, you know to, to understand it it's not it's not very easy to understand I think but the more the more you begin to read about this and the more you begin to listen to different podcasts and listen to different spiritual teachers and the more you begin to use psychedelics the more you begin to use all now again the more I should be saying the more I shouldn't be saying the more you I'm saying the more I I can only speak from my experience I can't I'm never saying to people this is the path. I, I, that's the furthest thing that I'm saying. I'm only, I'm only giving you my experience, and you know it's it's up to you then to, to do what you want with that. Like you know, I can only tell you what's worked for me and got me to where where I am with my life. Like you know, I'm no way saying that that's going to work for everybody else. Not in any way.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said um, that there's there's a lot there's a lot in this. Because I think if if you're if you're looking for a quick fix and anything, that's all you'll ever get. It's yeah. just is a quick fix, yeah. which is you know by definition not going to be very meaningful and not no. going to have you know not going to be very meaningful. Essentially. No,
1: that, that's you know again. That's why I say you know each practice is only a, is only a tool. It's only a tool to help you explore your consciousness. But if you know, as I said, with meditation, the patience that's needed for meditation, as Gandhi said is the same as a person who's emptying the ocean with a teacup like meditation is something you learn over many incarnations nobody will learn meditation in one incarnation or learn how to do it properly it takes many incarnations to do these things these are these are these are spiritual tools in in my opinion now these are these are these are tools to help you evolve your soul that you use over many incarnations
0: yeah but they obviously have there's obviously great value in an effort to get better at it. So you're you're not mm. you're not you're. Not, it's going to take several incarnations in yeah. order for you to achieve. The benefits, let's say all the benefits, mm. but that doesn't negate the benefit that you could get from this incarnation.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So you will, yeah, you'll certainly benefit in this incarnation, and it's, it's as as we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. I would speak of this game having levels, and as you as you pass from one level to the next, as your soul begins to evolve and it begins to grow, you get to the next level. But you're still going to bring your practices with you. You're going to bring your meditation. You're going to bring your yoga or you're going to stay stuck in the game of maya where you think that the outside the outside pleasures are the real thing
0: yeah and the the next new car that you get and the next job that you exactly. get and the next the and that's next, karma next.
1: so that's 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 what karma is everything everything is um cause and reality like and that's you know that's what science teaches us as well that for every action there's an opposite and equal reaction so everything you put out into the universe has to come back at you
0: or at somebody else From a scientific scientific point of view, it's it's not necessarily going back to you. Yeah, no, of
1: course, yeah. But I'm just, you know, I'm just using that to kind of explain it. Like, your karma, what you put out there has to come back to you. And while that's what you're doing, your soul, as it evolves, you're working out your karma from past lives and from this life. So it's not just from this life. Like, and the things you do in this life are going... The karma you attain in this life is going to affect you in the next life and it's going to decide where and, you know, in 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 what culture, in what society you're born into. And it's going to determine the lessons that you're going to need to learn in the next life. Karma but, is not a punishment. like.
0: But sticking to this life... Yeah. Um, and what you just said there, yeah. uh, karma not being a punishment... Mm. So my understanding of karma is you basically get back what you put out. So if you mm. put out peace and love, you, you reap get back peace soul. and love. You reap what you sow, exactly. Yeah. But where does that fall into the the duality? Like surely if you're putting out nothing but love, are you gonna get nothing but, you know, hate back or is there do you know that kinda of way, like if, if everything has a if there's a dualism to everything mm. and I dedicate my life to doing nothing but good in the world. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean in some sense that there's somebody else there doing nothing bad in the world
1: no you the the, car, the your your karma is your own personal karma you, you know your karma is not affecting anybody else your your life is being affected by your karma and how you're treating the world and as it says you, you you something something you could be doing re you know loads of good in this world or in this lifetime and you could something bad could happen to you but that's only you dealing with with a karma from a previous lifetime like you know yeah, again I yeah. know, I'm only I'm no, talking that, about that's the belief yeah, yeah, yeah the Hindu and the Buddhist belief on this like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not saying this is my belief on yeah, it. I'm no, just of course, saying that yeah. this is how Dave described it and how it seems quite logical to me if you do bad in the world if you do bad in the world bad things happen yeah do you know what I mean like to the majority of people, and some people was, you know, when I hear people say, Oh, well, you know, look at them millionaires that are sitting Yeah, in, look, Mary you know, road
0: never wronged anyone uh, in her life, and now she's cancer.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know, who's to say Mary didn't wrong somebody in a previous life?
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, you if, know if, 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 I, if I seem to be kind of pressing you for answers, oh, no, I'm, not at all. I'm, I'm no. just trying to better understand yeah, and yeah. further on, but my this own is helping me to of understand course. it
1: because the more the more I can kind of speak about it. I read these things and you know I try to process them or I experience these experiences on a psychedelic but it's only through actually speaking them out with people and that's why I've enjoyed both these podcasts so much because I've been able to you know speak to you about things and I can probably listen back to them and there's things probably in the first podcast that I might have listened to that I could say well God maybe I'm not right about that like you know
0: no, absolutely, mm. and that harks back to what we said earlier about this idea that don't take anything that I say or yeah. you say as fucking gospel. Yeah, yeah. And I think a thing to note is for people listening to this podcast and others, mm. if all you're doing is listening, yeah, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Unless you're kind of talking to people about yeah. what you're hearing, th- what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah. You're and mm. even. Like if, if you're at home, if you're a bookworm and you're doing nothing mm. but reading, you know, fair fucking play to you. There's great yeah. wisdom in books. But if you're yeah. not talking to people about yeah. that, yeah, you're, you're kind of missing the whole point. Yeah, really, big like.
1: time, big time. Because all, all you're really doing is reading a book and then you're not really kind of developing that idea and kind of putting it up against the test to see whether it's right or it's wrong. Like, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think that's good teachers, I think, in schools, the few of them that are out there. They engage the class in discussion. Mm. They don't just relentlessly tell mm. you because, like, if, if a teacher's job was just to read from the book, yeah. you could record, you yeah, could play exactly. the audio book. You know, yeah, yeah, you had yeah, to be in yeah. class at nine o'clock yeah, because at yeah. nine o'clock the book would start. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The program starts yeah.
0: exactly, but that's how you kind of mm. that's how you you actually learn.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, big time. And it as I said, it helps you tease out these ideas in your mind, like you know.
0: No, big time because I think a lot of people are having the conversations that we've had mm. with themselves. Yeah, but that's like playing tennis against the wall. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you I mean. Yeah, and
0: you know, look, yeah, you you will get somewhere. Mm. You know, if if you want to become oh, a better will, tennis course, player, yeah, bang a ball against the wall, yeah, and yeah, you'll get better. Yeah. But yeah, you're really limiting yourself. Yeah, like but
1: you. the the real the real test to your ideas then comes from sharing them with people. And you know, I've I've benefited amazingly from having these conversations with, you know, so many people. Like you know, and it's not it's not you know it's not a case of them just sitting there and, you know, blindly nodding their head at me. Like, you know, people, like, would do what you do. Like, they'd, they'd question and they'd ask me questions on it. Like, you know, and that always benefits my own thought process. Like, you know, and that's why I believe conversation is the only way to fully understand something. Like, you know, the more we, you know, we talk these things out and the more we speak about them and that, you know, the better you're able to understand them yourself. Like, you know. No, absolutely. And mm. that's,
0: again, I'd hate to, i hate this the way this always seems to happen to me it degenerates not degenerates but it always seems to lead back to me giving out about religion Mm. but uh, when you look at the 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 Catholic faith, faith which I was let's say raised in and that I'm most familiar with yeah the idea of you questioning a priest. I know, yeah. Even, exactly. even now like whatever yeah. but, you know in mm. my parents' day when like that yeah. would have had you kicked out of the fucking community back in the Yeah, yeah. Oh, ex-communicated, excommunicated of course. Yeah, there was a word for it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like. mad, isn't it? Like, like as I, if
1: discussion as if discussion is the worst thing in the world like you know how dare you like you know. Yeah,
0: and and again that mm. was instead of the way we are now where you know you've a certain amount of mm. information I've a certain yeah, amount of yeah, information yeah. and between the two of us we're yeah. kind of learning and growing mm. and developing teasing it out exactly mm. their model is weave the fucking answers yeah. come and listen yeah, we'll yeah. give it to you in a convoluted way that yeah, you're not going yeah. to be able to understand Yeah, that means you need to keep coming back yeah. and question us at your fucking peril
1: yeah it it, it kind of goes back to you know what I was saying about you know if you if you hear somebody saying they're a shaman run a mile like if if you're hearing somebody who's telling you you know I've got the answer I've got the right way because at the end of the day none of us have a fucking clue like this is what what what's going on you know in life is is you know it's such it's it's such a mystery that you know for anyone to say that they've got it nailed down and they've got it all figured it out You know, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly changing my thoughts. Some of the things that I've thought six months ago, I would then be going, well, you know what? I was completely wrong on that. But if you're somebody who was adamant six months ago that you were right, like, you know, you're closing yourself off to evolution. You're closing yourself off to the evolution of ideas. Like, you know, so as soon as I hear somebody tell me they've got it nailed down and they know exactly what they're talking about, it always sets alarm bells ringing in my head. Like, you know, I always think... You know, because, you know, it's, a, it's it's as I would say, you know, I can only offer my experience and what's working to better my life. I am not saying that that's going to better your life in any way. Like, you know, that's that's up to you to maybe try and see. And if it does, brilliant, If you know. But I'm not saying my way is the way. That's the very last thing that I'm saying.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, the things that you've said and the things that I've said won't be for everybody. Mm, like, exactly, the, the, yeah. Like our con- sure. the, the conversation mm. that we've just had, um, or that we're having, should I say? Mm. This will be a certain amount of people's mm. favorite podcast yeah, that they've yeah. ever listened to. Yeah, yeah. and some people would be just kind of yeah. going, "Jesus Christ, will it yeah. ever end?" Like, yeah, it? or have it mayb- it turned it did, off after yeah, ten minutes. Exactly. exactly that. Of course, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah. But um, the idea that you're always evolving and that you're always growing—if mm. if you're not, like won't. And if you ever catch yourself thinking that you've gotten to the the end of whatever it is that you're doing. Like yeah, you, you hear yeah. it with black belts all the time. Like yeah. Black belts are often saying "It fucking sickens my whole to hear them say." It. Like yeah. they'll often say that they didn't really start until they became a black belt. Right. And when you're so far away from being a black belt, yeah, to hear yeah, that, yeah, it's just yeah. it can yeah. be a bit demoralising to yeah. a degree. Like, but it
1: sounds. And I wouldn't know much about, you know about that but that sounds like bullshit it sounds like the very you know first experience you had which is it was the very start was it not
0: oh no absolutely yeah. it's the start of your journey but mm. it's you didn't really you got all the way to black belt level before you got an all encompassing view of what it was that you were even trying to do in the first place right, if that yeah, makes sense yeah, like, yeah, like from, yeah. a, from a shamanistic point of view it's almost like Percy saying that um not that he considered himself a shaman mm. but it's like him saying that he started when he was fourteen, but it wasn't mm. until he was forty that he really kind of yeah yeah, yeah yeah knew he what he was doing it. if that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly Do you know like kind of yeah, way yeah, which might yeah. be a bit sickening for a fourteen-year-old to hear of Jesus course. Christ like yeah 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 <laughs> I've
1: another thirty or you know whatever twenty yeah but it, there's there's a really
0: cool thing about that yeah. that you're you're always mm. learning and that you can never be yeah. never be good enough and yeah myself and Kevin Boot talked about uh, this idea of retirement mm. and how it's a relatively new thing and, and I hate the idea of retirement Like yeah, I hate yeah. the idea of getting to a certain age and then yeah. stopping to work and if you're looking forward to retiring mm. that essentially means you hate your life Yeah, to, to yeah. a degree doesn't yeah.
1: it well it's, it's the same I think when you when you hear people who constantly talk about going on holidays that's the same fucking you're nearly him. like is life that bad that you're, or do you know, you know, and again, it's just escapism, isn't it? Like, you know, when you hear people on a Tuesday and all they're talking about is how they can't wait to get to the pub on Friday. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just like, you're missing out on all the week. Like, you know, why are you just focusing on Friday? Like when you could, you know, do so many things that could make you happier now. Like, you know, again, you're, you're going towards the future, aren't you? Instead of making your present moment a better present moment.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's re- That's a real, um, you nailed it there, but the, the living for the weekend. Mm. Like, if, if you're living for the weekend, that's a fucking alarm bell. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you know, something's fucking seriously mm. wrong. And if you're listening to this and, you know, every week is the same, you know, mm. you hate Monday and you can't yeah. wait for the weekend, that yeah. needs to be examined. You yeah. need to fucking ask yourself, what's yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. Is it is it the job? Is it me? Yeah. You know, w- what is it, I suppose?
1: Mm. I suppose it's probably okay when you're 18 and 19 and you're out having a great time with your mates and you're, you know, dying for the weekend, like, you know. But if, I think if, you know, as you get a little bit older, if you're still just dying for the weekend, like, I think, yeah, you, you maybe need to begin to look at things and look at ways of improving your present moment rather than always trying to look towards the future.
0: Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're um you, look, you, you create your own reality. We, mm. we, I keep kind of coming back to that, but... yeah. I had a friend of mine over there a couple of weeks ago, and he called over for coffee one of the evenings, and uh, he goes, uh, "You know, How are you getting on, Fran? Are you? Mm. And like, you know?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, man! Don't talk to me! I just had the worst fucking day, yeah. and I, I listed out what had gone wrong that day. I got up yeah. that morning, and this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, and then that happened. I was like, off, oh, just a big fucking disaster mm. story the whole day, and sure enough, we ended up fucking chairing a joint together, and I retold my the same day." from a different yeah, angle yeah, yeah. and it was the best day ever yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. happened and that made me think yeah. of this and oh fucking and I've yeah. learned so much today it's been yeah, amazing yeah. like and it, I, I find it almost worrisome to a degree the amount of kind of clarity and relaxation like I can get from I can get and do get from cannabis mm. you know I, I wonder do I use it as a bit of a crutch now yeah. as it happens I haven't had any because mm. I didn't grown enough of it the last time yeah, or yeah. didn't get another yeah. cycle going and I've been without it for the last nearly two months yeah. to no downside really like right yeah um, well, there
1: you go then you know it, I think with cannabis I think you know when you smoke cannabis it, it you know it can either go one or two ways can't it like for some people like I know loads of people who would smoke cannabis every day and it it quiets their mind, an overactive mind, like, you know, it quietens down. And then for other people, it sends them down a rabbit hole of pure paranoia, doesn't it? Like, you know, but...
0: Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Mm. But I think in the same way, some people can have a few points and, yeah. you know, relax and yeah, everything's yeah. grand. And then mm. some people can have a few points and, yeah. you know, you say anything to them and it'll hit you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? But I
1: think, I, you know, I, I think what I'm trying to say is that I think any... Again, like just like we were saying with the technology, if you're if you're using a tool to better yourself, then it's a good thing. But if you're if you're abusing a tool, then it's in control of you, isn't it? Like yes, you know? no, absolutely, yeah, mm. no, 100%. and a
0: hundred percent. And I would use, I would use cannabis a lot different than most people Yeah, and pe- yeah. people are amazed by how, how I do use it yeah, like I, yeah. I would have smoked a, a one skinner joint to myself before I ran the Dublin City Marathon yeah, yeah and brought another one before, with yeah. me for yeah. about two thirds of the way yeah, through it. Yeah. and people kind of hear that and they're yeah. like what? Like, yeah. they, they just can't get their head yeah. around it but again they've they've either they're completely out of the loop that the they just they don't know anything mm. about it, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Or worse, they've been in that kind of stoner loop. Yeah. And yeah. they're in the uh have a bad viewpoint of it or a yeah. negative viewpoint.
1: lazy mode, kind of. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and again, the, the, the movies don't particularly portray it in the best mm. light. Like, I mean, when yeah. was the last time a stoner in a movie was depicted as a lad who went running every day and I ran know, his own exactly. business and yeah, was, you yeah. know, did this, that and the yeah, other? Like, yeah. it's always yeah. the, the, the guy negative aspect. Yeah, the guy it? living in his mother's basement, Eating
1: pizzas and playing yeah. computer games all day. And that's exactly. all he does. Yeah, exactly. But, definitely... but,
0: but I think the more conversations <clears throat> like this that people are hearing... Mm. They're widening their horizons, and they're getting a a better a better grasp on mm. on what reality is, yeah. and they're not just consuming the the typical media sources, yeah, you know, the, the radio and the TV, yeah, and yeah. even movies and Netflix yeah. and and all the rest of it. These are real conversations mm. that people are having about. All and ag- again, and the comments. good
1: science, isn't it? The good science is starting to come out now. to yeah, show absolutely. That if, you know, yeah. these are again, as I said, these are all tools, like you know, they're tools for you know, exploring and expanding consciousness, like you know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, um, brother. It's what are we in. We're three and a half hours. My brain capacity doesn't uh, have yeah, it to fucking yeah. to continue any much longer. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you gave your email address out the last day. Yeah, you hardly regret doing that. Would you give it out again? Yeah,
1: no problem at all. Yeah, what is yeah. it there if
0: people are interested? Uh, it's just in... my
1: name. So it's just Ivor at gmail dot com. So it's I V O R M C Q U I L L A N at gmail dot com.
0: So if anybody's interested in. I don't know, maybe learning a bit more or being pointed in the mm. right direction or maybe they've, they're have they keen to do something but they're afraid of something. You'd be willing to yeah. give people a dig out as best you can, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: I can be contacted at imoffthelied at gmail.com. I want to know if you really hated this episode and other episodes, if you really love them, what you'd like to hear more of, less of, who you'd like to get on. Maybe you would like to come on yourself. Maybe you know somebody that you've been encouraging to come on that might come on if I contacted them or whatever else. Um, So hit either myself or Ivor up an email. Ivor, this is the second time you've been on and certainly not the last. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you very much. We'll have to have... We'll have you back. And we never really got into the ceremony that we went to. We kind of mm. touched on it, but yeah. I'd like to... Because we haven't really spoke about it since.
1: No, not really. To be honest with you, now just little kind. Of, I suppose little messages here and there. Really, like you know, Yeah. I'm, and I'm very interested to hear how, what you, your kind of take on it was, and what you know the experience you've had, and how it's improved your life, or if it's even improved your life. No, it certainly has. Yeah, and I've, yeah. absolutely has. Yeah, and has it, has it changed your view on you know? As you said, when I before I came out here, you kind of like, oh, he's gone and done ayahuasca, and you had a perception of psychedelics. But it, has your perception on psychedelics changed in any way, or you know? <sighs> uh, it's
0: it, from it's definitely changed in the last year or two, say, mm. just because of in, the same as yourself. Yeah. just have, I've been listening to different podcasts mm. and reading different pieces and that. Yeah, and, and reading about how the science hasn't been done on it in, over the de- over the decades mm. since it was kind of classed as a scheduled yeah. one and whatever else, has my view of a changed since then? I'm, do you know something? I, and this might sound kind of fucking new agey and convoluted. I'm still processing it. Yeah, that's it's, is, yeah. that's kind of probably typical. Oh, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, you know these things take six months. If 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 you're if you're not spending the time processing it, you've missed the point. You're not really you know, you're you're missing the point completely, like you know. It takes a while to to integrate it into your life. The you know, as you said, there's a lot going on there, there's a lot there's a lot happening in a ceremony, like, you know, that definitely takes its time. It's it's very again, as we say, it's hard to put these things into language, isn't it like it's hard to it's hard to articulate them properly or whatever so you know you're using the mind to try and articulate it, aren't you really like you know so it it does take time but again, as I said the the things that I've found that have helped me are you know you know reading different books and you know different people's experiences and all of them kind of things like you know
0: yeah well I'm actually keen to go back over some of the things that I've watched listened mm, to, and read yeah that I would have watched, listened to and read before mm, the experience Yeah, yeah. to kind of, I don't know, not, to look over what I've read and listened to having had the experience, mm, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm by no means finished processing this. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say yeah. that that's kind of the whole point of it. Because yeah, yeah. part of me was kind of almost worried in a sense that I... I was missing something yeah. because I hadn't had a revelation of sorts. No,
1: no, no, definitely um, not. And you know, you know, when we done it, remember we it was a mild dose. We done like you know, it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a very heavy dose of psilocybin. It was a good dose, like, but it wasn't. You know, it was the heroic maybe dose y- that you yeah, hear people mention. exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think, and I think I've said this to you. The next time I I do it, I think I would go with the same dose. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be keen to to go to, to up it yeah um, and I think I could get more out of the same dose by mm. being more open to it yeah because yeah. I think I went into it wary of what I was getting myself into yeah. and there was yeah. a, you know there's a certain amount of fear there yeah. about because it. it's course, a daunting yeah. enough Absolutely. experience and of it, course. It, I think it should be viewed as yeah. a daunting experience if it's,
1: if it's not if your first psychedelic experience is not dawning you clearly haven't done your research. That's yes. the thing. Like, you know, that that you know, the fact that you have gone down there with respect and all of them kind of things, if you're not going down there with them kind of things, then you haven't done your research. You do not know what you're getting involved in, like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to to give people a, listening an idea, so when I was becoming under the influence of the psilocybin, I was like, Okay, okay, right. Okay. Here, you know, you know kind of mm. here, here comes, here comes, you know, fucking yeah. keep a hold of your sanity, Fran. Yeah, I'll keep a hold yeah. of your sanity. Don't let yeah. this thing fucking take yeah, you away yeah, too far. Yeah. And then you know the the, the rest of the I continued. Yeah. But the next time, mm. I'll take the same dose. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be a lot more relaxed, and I'll be yeah. like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm prepared for this. I'm ready for yeah. this. I know exact, not exactly what's going to happen, but I have a better understanding yeah. of this. Know,
1: I guess the saying is, is that get out of your own way. So get yeah, So oh, I, I was very much very yeah, see, much in the way yeah, very so much you, so you like you know within that experience you have you very much like I always say that the work is done internally so it's you you go in and you have the experience inside but you tended to want to it was nearly you nearly wanted the podcast it if you know what I mean yeah like 100% you I, I just wanted to talk, talk through it, it you wanted to, it to understand talk. it and you wanted yeah. to that should be all done afterwards the experience should be have the experience and then process afterwards or you know have the experience for the first two or three hours where it's all internal and then as the medicine wears off then begin to process it through and talk it through like we did like we saw you know for ages talking and chatting didn't we like you know? yeah no absolutely yeah. but you know the the other way to have that experience is is to go inside first to go in see the visuals to see the kind of lessons that it's trying to give you and then afterwards do the process and maybe begin the process, and as the as it wears off, and then as you're doing now, as you said, you're spending the rest of your time processing it. Like you know, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Mm, but yeah.
0: Look, we'll uh, we'll end it on that. It's been an absolute mm, pleasure. Yeah. Um, the email address for both of us are there. I'll leave them in the kind of the notes on uh, on the Facebook page and mm. on Stitcher and wherever else. either again, it's been an absolute pleasure, yeah. and I look forward to the next time we sit uh, down. Thank
1: you so much for having me. A ple- absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank
0: you.